I'm writing a book uh, on quotes from Sting. It's called Stanguage. <laughs> <laughs> the follow-up book is If I Ever Lose My Faith in Verbs. <laughs> I'm writing one called Extinguish. You tripped down some stairs and landed face first into ear and loathing. <laughs> Sorry about that. And it hurt a little, but now you're here. I'll give you my uh, my insurance company information. <laughs> All of our first time listeners were created by accidents that they had in the house. That's right. Whoa! What's Whoa. This? <laughs> who are the Who are you guys? Why are you in my basement? Right. So, somehow they they slipped in the shower and our show started playing. I don't know how that works. Um, all right. So it's Ear Loathing. You're here with the Gitmo Bros, the number one rockers forever. Uh, my name is Damon and I am the administrative assistant of Ear and Loathing. I am joined by my pal, the media darling of Ear and Loathing. Say hello. I'm a cutie pie, George White. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad little boy. <laughs> and calling in from the North Star. He's my North Star. He's George's North Star. Last I checked, he's everybody's North Star. He's the yeoman purser of the North Star. Say hello. Bringa! <laughs> it's me. It's Aaron. I'm a real creep. Hi. <laughs> you know... First step to recovery is discovery. <laughs> I was laughing today. Just that's a funny thing. Just I, of all the cussing that I'd love to do, sometimes it's so such a joy to just be like, you know what, that guy's a real creep. <laughs> like you're from the fifties. Yeah. yeah, he's a real creep. <laughs> Tell you what, he's a creep. Okay, jeez, Johnny, you're a real creep. <laughs> I said in real language this week when I was talking to someone, uh, and I said, you know, the rest of this is just baloney. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just it's we say that a lot in my house and we we quote a uh, weird science member he yeah. doesn't put up with baloney <laughs> he won't you know <laughs> i, I usually unholster and employ a nice pshaw <laughs> a pshaw yeah that nice. that that gets them every time mm-hmm. especially if they're over the age of 85 it's a good one it's a good yeah. it's, a, it's a niche comment but <laughs> niche if niche you comment. get it it's super cutting <laughs> we're elderly yeah. <laughs> uh, so here we are in uh, at, at uh, Ear Loathing, and guess who's in the torture chamber today? Ah, uh, that's me, it's Damon Pipitone. And uh, the the lads are gonna subject me to some some poisoning. Some I do a maybe, number on you. Maybe mm-hmm. it's even a song called Poison. For all we know, could be. Could there, be. Yeah, there's a lot of songs called Poison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so before that. <laughs> we got some technical problems going on over here. <laughs> I have clown shoes on his wife. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got large, a horn ready to ready I have large to... orange clown shoes and I have a I have a walrus uh, standing by to do some more to do a play a tune. <laughs> so uh going along with my uh my, my being subjected to the torture chamber today, I also get to uh 
come up with a topic of discussion as we uh, just head south below the Mason-Dixon line <laughs> to a little place that we call... Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. Yeah, so Clem <laughs> is curious to know what the subject is today. Guess what? I'm already sick of brachites. <laughs> <laughs> we did three That's in a row. A- we did a big three in a row. One, two, yeah. we did three? Oh, yeah. right, because yeah. we did... Right, okay, yeah. right, yeah. Right. And, uh... I'm not sick of it. I just thought I'd give it a break for a week. Plus, I was too lazy to come up. In fact, the thing that I was that I'm that I'm going to present today could have been of rockets. I don't know why I keep popping on this mic. I apologize to our listeners. Um, it could have been a rockets, but uh, I just didn't have enough. It would have been like a four or five uh, uh, team participation. It would have been pretty boring. So a long, a long round robin. Yeah. So it's a discussion. <laughs> yeah. And we sort of touched on this already. I want to expand the conversation, though. Mm-hmm. When George asked us, Aaron and Damon, about our experience with stereos. Mm, you remember right. that discussion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. About From who, several weeks back? Right. Who? What was your, your car stereo? Yeah. I think, right? A blah punk. Thing. Yeah. Right. Right. I right. was there, and I remember I, I, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's different if you, you had to be there, guys. You had to be yeah. there. Yeah. I, I suggest you go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> it's sort of like an origin story for this one. Um no, but I what I want, do want to talk about is our relationships mm-hmm. with listening technology over the years. Okay. And we can talk about what we prefer now, what we always loved more than anything in the past. And we're going we can go back like from my childhood all the way up. You got obviously records. Right, yeah. And then it simultaneous to records in my memory is eight tracks. Yeah. And then of course cassettes <laughs> came along. Yeah. And then CDs, and then we got into uh, MP3s, and then streaming, and blah blah blah. So let's yeah, yeah. let's talk about our favorites. Let's talk about what we use now. What, anything we miss about the past? Are we are we the, these sort of revivals of not only vinyl, but aren't kids starting to do cassettes again? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you what do you, uh, Aaron? Do you have any thoughts on on this whole subject? I do. I do. <laughs> I was uh, standing no, up and moving just, something around. No. I, uh, <laughs> I remember the first CD I ever got, and it was a big deal. It was like 1987, and I got Faith, and I got uh, Ghost in the Machine on CD, and I got them from a girlfriend at the time who also got me the player. As you remember at the time, I think they were like 300, 400. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were probably, what, like 16 or something? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And like... So for her to get that for me was massive. She knew what a music head I was. And was George uh, Michael's faith? Yeah, that's right. Okay. The yeah. same. Okay. Yeah. And it sounded fucking awesome. And like I had never heard uh Ghost that the crisp before, you know. And uh it was great to have them both. And I as a result I listened to them completely all the time. Um what's, Aaron, what's funny, I want just wanted to interrupt. I, I believe I still have the Ghost in the Machine CD of that that first generation of right. CDs they put out. Oh, and yours. It's funny that you said at the time it was the most pristine, crystal clear, awesome mm-hmm. sound you've ever heard. But if you listen to those first generation CDs, I don't care if it's the Beatles or Black Sabbath or, or the Police, they're pretty bad. They, they didn't know how to transfer music from oh. from analog to digital back yeah, then, yeah. and so yeah, it was it's just, not right. It's just that there right. was no other sound. Yeah. So the fact right. that it was silent, like I remember Alec and I sitting in my room and in, in, uh, in Los Feliz on Cedarhurst, we lived with oh. the showmans and just staring at it going, there's nothing happening between these two songs. <laughs> just silence. 
Yeah. yeah. And like when there's like a break or something in the middle of the song, like in Faith, you're like, nothing. <laughs> and it just seems so impactful then when when it would cut back in. So uh, it's a huge memory for me. And I think about that a lot. Uh, old Teresa Chan got that for me. Uh, God bless. Hope she's doing well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really great. I loved it. And um, then I remember that records, when they resurged back, Amy and I were gifted a uh, an oldie-timey record player. And we have a nice one now. <laughs> But the truth is, <laughs> it was no. It was one of those ones that's a piece of furniture. It's like a big, long, like oh, a console. Where you'd, yeah, yeah, where you'd have yeah. it. Oh yeah, um, against your wall. It's kind of low. The built-in yeah. speakers and everything. Yeah, yeah, with the speakers oh, yeah. and the speakers are bitching. Oh yeah. At any rate, I mean, it was nice when um, it's just work because you got to go. <laughs> you got to go deal with it and and turn it over and and all that. And so you're, and you're out screwing around or you know. Yeah. having a having a drink yeah. it's a little bit much because you got uh, and and the kind of person i am around the middle of it i start i'm already glasses half empty about it. it's about to be over i don't know why i would bother going to the other room because i'm only gonna have to come back in here and turn it over <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. so yeah, uh, that, that yeah. Uh, sorry to interject because it's not my turn yet but i was going to say this anyway records to me like i don't get why maybe there's a certain sound that people like and we can get into this this yeah. what i feel is a myth about this you know the warm sound of vinyl right. but we can talk about that later but it's the inconvenience of fucking vinyl like uh you have to babysit your your music right mm-hmm. cuz yeah. the second yeah. you hear that last song of side 1 start starting to you know oh it's about halfway through i better get ready to flip the record over oh, yeah. or whatever the fuck your next yeah. task is oh, yeah. or go pull another one out or something oh, yeah. I, we grew up having to do that Thinking that I that I would ever want to go back to that again, I would never invest in in a in a vinyl sound system or anything. It's right. yeah. it's ridiculous. Not, nothing it's a personal. Big difference Aaron. where you would have where you would have those people who were because when the LP began, it was such a weird notion uh, where it was you know a series of songs, but like it became a piece of art and it became a collection as opposed to just singles and. The, yeah. To the person, they thought that they probably had an embarrassment of riches where like it was their 900 songs on an iPod thing to have a five songs in a row on a side of Beatles songs rather than one single that just keeps going and going and going and going. Or if you're lucky enough to have the stack of wax yeah. where it goes <laughs> to another artist or another single by that same band, depending on how much of a spaz you were. Yeah. Um, but like, so I, I don't know, it must've been, it mu- they must've felt like they were sitting in tall cotton when they had the record. And for us, you're like, oh, it's only like 20 minutes aside, you know, if that. Right. And um, so I was happy to have it, but like just as happy to just throw on, <laughs> I make a playlist of 900 songs. Yeah. Let it right. Go. I remember the first time I was at my friend Ted's house in Culver City. He was having some people over, a little, little wing ding. Mm-hmm. And this must've been late nineties. I mean, someone could... Correct me on the exact year or the exact era, but I remember. If you're listening, Ted. Yeah, Ted. (laughs) Or whoever is an expert on, you know, that iTunes was introduced in 98, not 96. Oh, fuck (laughs) off. Um, But it was the first time that I experienced a a, a friend or someone I knew with some, this, this playlist, this digital playlist on their computer. Yeah. And I'm like, I go, Oh, what album is this? He goes, um, I don't know. I, I don't remember what our conversation was. Basically, he revealed to me that he had, as Aaron just said, like 900 songs on shuffle or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. Wait, take me to that. I need to see that. <laughs> yeah, it was rad. And, it, it was cool to have all that. <laughs> yeah. You could make, you could make mixes. And yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of that. And I'll make like 10 hour long 
playlists and and mix things and then be stand there and marvel at myself that I'm the only person that would have you know Husker Du backed up against uh you know yeah. holding Jenna back Jackson. the rain by Duran Duran <laughs> like yep. you know yep oh yeah so uh, I it's 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 nice to have give yourself a little digital pat on the back with that about how clever you are and it's also just fun cuz your mood changes and it's nice to have background music that alternates so that's my thing where I prefer that I still like CDs I like to play them in the car. I think they mm-hmm. sound good. Mm-hmm. CD, the sound of CDs in cars just got kind of perfected and then they mm-hmm. just got rid of them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no one has CD yeah. players in their cars no. anymore. And it, and it was to me like my cars are <clears throat> 2016. It does have a CD player, but I imagine my next car won't have That's one. That's one of the last years. Probably yeah. Around then, yeah. And I'm, yeah. and I'm thinking, God, it sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Um, better than my, my, you know, like when I'm streaming serious through my phone or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's a bummer. I, I miss CDs. Uh, I liked making mixed CDs. That was another big leap was when you went from making mixed tapes because that's mix to CD. mix CDs. CD burner. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was that was pretty awesome. But a brief period, it feels like. There wasn't a long period before it went over to iShuffles and yeah, long yeah. playlists, but I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah cassettes, I, I still like the sound of those, but I might be guilty. Uh, it might just be that nostalgia, because I, I don't remember which who was talking about this. It was an article I read, and, and, the, and the engineer was just sort of matter-of-fact about it. He wasn't judging, but the guy knew audio so well. He goes, I think kind of in a nerd, nerdy way, he said, I think people who think that vinyl is warmer than digital it's be- is because that it just doesn't have the same dynamic range as digital, <laughs> meaning right. what we consider warm yes. is just like a, a smaller just range shitty. of, yeah, <laughs> small range of sound. Right. So, so t- to me, the, the, vi- the sound of vinyl, mm-hmm. which is comforting, is the same as the sound of uh, cassette to me, which is comforting and, and nostalgic. Because that's what you, I grew up listening to. And they both have hiss. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't mean I want to listen to it. But yeah. when it, someone puts it on at a party or something, it, it's a nice, mm-hmm. nice warm feeling, mm-hmm. nostalgic feeling. But I, I don't want to bother my, my own brain cells trying to, you know, maneuvering a, a fucking turntable. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Remember, when, because you would have, they're, they're, they got to the point where people were, were trying to solve that quandary of having to get up and flip a record over where you would stack up like 10 records oh, right. and they would fall down right, and then yeah. and then yes. it would start the next one so you couldn't listen to the second side of a, of a record that's it what just... you did with that was designed for singles that's what singles were supposed to drop like that oh yeah so like, could, like in a jukebox or yeah, keep playing yeah and i never could figure out that arm quite thing that held it right so... <laughs> but you remember they'd be stacked up oh, yeah. like 10 oh, yeah. deep and oh, then yeah. they would drop down and then the needle yeah. would start the next one I'd, right yeah. so thinking about all that just is is, is wildly frustrating to me um that's what a sides are all about baby you don't care what's on the b side it just keeps dropping the a sides. right yeah, compared yeah. to that i'd rather just hum <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna hey there's hey there's no record playing okay i'm gonna hum you a couple of tracks <laughs> i'm just gonna aaron's hum gonna, aaron's gonna entertain us a little bit <laughs> so the other technology that i vaguely remember my dad had in his jeep along with uh the CB radio yeah. was the eight track. I was so young and I don't, rem- I don't know how that thing worked. I'd flipped sides over, but then yeah. it would fade out on a, in the middle of a song and fade yeah. back in to get Part to the two. other side. Yeah. What? Like the fact that they didn't figure out how to make, to make it long enough to be able to finish the entire side of an album without having to fade out and fade back in on the next side yeah. when it flipped. Yeah. Like why did they even bother putting that out? But I, I guess a lot of people bought it. 
Yeah, the technology of that I don't know how. Why I don't want to know, but it's in, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I don't want to know. If I you do know, don't tell me. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> yeah. fucking tell me. I'm happy being ignorant of eight track technology. <laughs> and if any any uh, young kids are out there listening, by the way, there are no young kids out there listening. But <laughs> if 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 they happen to walk by someone who ha- who's listening to this, don't get into eight tracks. Just don't. It's you're you're wasting your time. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll allow the vinyl. I'll begrudgingly allow you the cassettes. Don't do eight tracks. It's really if some jackass came up to you and was like, "Hey, man, check it out. Check out my eight tracks." The only response you should give him is, "Oh, there you go." <laughs> <laughs> the Christopher Walken line, I'm, or uh, Woody talking to Christopher Walken. I'm, I'm due back on planet Earth. <laughs> I, you know, I gotta I, go. I, I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> I'm not interested in following up. I have no follow up questions. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to put you on a list. <laughs> you know, I'm, I gotta. You know, go. So, so I, I have a counterpoint to make. Okay. To that, uh, because eight tracks are very near and dear to my heart. George is heavy into eight tracks. I oh, am, are you really? I, I am. I, well, no. Well, with that said, I think it's preposterous anyone would be into them now. <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 um, what's his name? Uh, Tracy Guns from L.A. Guns, and, and he's our age. And God bless him. He has like an old like panel. Um, station wagon like a vista cruiser and he's got an eight track in it and i think oh that'd be cool if i if i had extra money i'd probably fucking do that but eight tracks somehow in our house um records weren't a thing and eight tracks were a thing and i in fact i distinctly remember being very upset because our record player didn't work right and i the first thing i bought was kiss destroyer and that's the first album i bought and then it didn't work right, and I cried because <laughs> I'm like, I knew it wasn't going to work. And then we went back and got an eight track, and we always had eight tracks in the car. My mom always had a car with an eight track, and we always played eight tracks. So that was very, uh, it was a big part of me growing up. Was mm-hmm. that? And I agree with you. E- even now to this day, Kiss Kiss's second out, or uh, sorry, uh, Rock and Roll Over, their record from 1976, has a song called "Ladies Room," and in the middle of it. There's a there's a count like on a cowbell like and then a fill like dump 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 okay and then the chorus meet meet you in the ladies room it's a it's a big part of the song and so I always like what you're talking about like side one or sorry track one of the of the rock and roller eight track ladies room part one and that's where they'd fade out dump 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 and so then then. The big click sound. Yeah. Then part two, and it would fade back up with the cowbell. Gum, bum, bum. <laughs> da, 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 what da. a nightmare. What and a it nightmare. Hated, I hated it so much. I'm like, so dumb. I'm like, oh, God. I, I thought, oh, God, I got to buy the record, the album now, because at least it plays it all the way through. And then, in a uh, perhaps a cutting edge moment for me, and then I really don't know how I figured this out because I guess just pressing the record button, but I'm not the kind of kid or man that would figure this out. But I found that I went to Licorice Pizza and I got Licorice Pizza's a, uh, a record chain. If no one knows Don't that out there. It's not there it's, anymore. It's not there anymore. <laughs> the Electric Banana is where I met. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'd gone, and, and there was a small section in the back where I thought, I wonder if there's blank eight tracks and I could make my own mixed, my before cassettes. Like I can make my own mixtape. Could I do that? And I went and they had. Blank eight tracks in like in a corner of the store, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I got it, and I went and shoved it into the into our eight track player, and there was a button that said record, and I put the record on, and I and it worked. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh my god, I can like you just said, Aaron, about making your own mixes. I was like, eleven, and I go, oh my god, I can, I can figure out how to how to do this, and I made my own 
eight-track mixtapes, and my mom had gotten me for Christmas that year or something like an eight-track player, like a, a boom box that you could carry, and then it would separate into two speakers. Mm. And so I could go on the playground and have my own mixtape. And people <laughs> were blown away, like you just said, Aaron, like, oh my God, how did Led Zeppelin's after Kiss and now the Boston song? How are you doing this? Are you a wizard? <laughs> and I was such the guy that had a that I made my own eight-track mixtapes. <laughs> George got so good at it that he learned he learned the the secret art of finding the most annoying place to fade out a song to, f- I, I, to switch to the next that, track. It, but it did, it, it, to your point, you're exactly right. But it, it did, because it, it, but do you guys do remember, of course, making um, cassette mixtapes. Where you wouldn't have enough room. You didn't have enough room. And you, and what we used to do is we'd have the flashlight and we'd be spotting it inside the cassette, the cassette yeah. uh, uh, recorder. And you'd be spotting it and like, I, and you argue with your friends. I think we need this. We need like, that's like a, that's like a minute eight. Yeah. I think there's an Elvis Costello song that's a minute eight. Just, I think we'd fit it. The answer to those spot moves is yeah. always, and I discovered it, and Alec and I used to do this, is put right at the tail end when you didn't have enough for a song, with the exception of like, you start to learn, like you're saying, you know minute long songs. Right. So it's always yes. Her Majesty from from uh, on Abbey Road. And there's, right, you right, know, yes. Uh, there's a few other Beatles songs that are good for that, but always um, perfectly good for that is uh, comedy bits. So yes. from records, so right. it's all, you know, some... Carlin Chunk or Steve Martin Chunk that goes right in there and it fixes up a little moment for you. Right. And, uh, you look right. like a hero when the tape comes on because you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it, it's, it's a little bit from Animal House. Like, right, it's just him. It's just it's just yeah. him yelling something from Animal House. It's, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The Germans remember the Japan and whatever that speech is in yeah. Animal House. It's, it's, it's that. Gags. gags from Animal. You're right. It's, it's 30 seconds and you're a big hero. He put that in too. He's such a genius. <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking too, do you guys remember the era of um it was very short lived was why I was working at MCA Records, the um era of the cast single. Oh yeah. Which was a single on only one song on a cassette. Which was weird. Yeah. But the cast single. Hey, when's the cast single coming? It sounded stupid saying it. I want to punch myself for saying it now. <laughs> hey, where are my cast singles? <laughs> That's a dumb Shut word. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that was that the eight track was a big thing to me. And I, one more thing I'll say is that I was, I wasn't a CD guy. I don't, I never had that many CDs by that time. I think maybe I was, and by then I was, I don't, I was, what was I, what CDs are late eighties, mm-hmm. 88. Mid, yeah. I was 22, I guess. I just didn't have the money. I did do remember this, that my uncle's a rich guy and I want to get him something good for Christmas. And it, this is like, Jesus, early eighties, and I don't know when um, Teresa Chang got yours, Aaron. But that's so, Chan. Excuse Chan, you. S- sorry, Chan. I apologize, Teresa. And um, and my <laughs> uncle, my uncle had a CD player in his you know rich guy mansion in San Marino, and I think it was fifteen hundred dollars. Is how much this goddamn Jesus. thing was. <laughs> yeah, and but he didn't care. And he won great sound and big, you know, speakers and all that shit. In and, uh, 2022 dollars, that's like $45 million. It is $45 million. Do, do yeah. the conversion. Google it. <laughs> and you guys know, because we're around here right now, and I, I call my aunt and I go, I want to get Howard, my uncle, a, you know, I you have a CD player and that, what is that? And where do I get those? And she goes, okay, you have to go to this place on Lake Street. And it was one of those, you know, 
fancy schmancy stereo stores or something. Yeah. And I go, and I remember going there and I go, do you guys have CDs? And they're like, yeah, we have. And all they had was classical music because nothing else was out on CD then. Mm-hmm. Now all we have is classical. I'm like, oh, he'll love that. That's great. What do you have? And like the CD was like $25. Yeah. And that, but it was so weird to hold it like, oh my God. So the whole things, and I'm looking at it like the whole thing's on here. I, I can't believe it. Like, wow, <laughs> what a, you know, and then he played it and everything and, you know, all that. And, and and another thing, Aaron, is you said about the console, the consoles, when, when Steve Markowitz and I um got, had our condo in Palm Springs, I'm such a mid-century furniture jerk. So we got one of those consoles and we bought a few records to play on it. And we did notice a difference because it was a big deal back then. You look on the back of the record, you guys remember this? And it would say AAD or DDA of how it was mastered, digital, right. digital, analog, or analog, analog, digital, or mm. whatever it was. And people, sound guys were super into that of how it got done. Hmm. And that's maybe the point of what you're saying about early CDs not being great. Mm. It sounded yeah. nice and big and warm inside those consoles, too. It's like Even yeah. if you had a less yeah. than record, like it still sounds pretty nifty. But it's also a bit of like self-congratulation because you're standing here looking at the thing and you you don't want to say it sounds like garbage uh, when you've just loaded it in from the car to your house. <laughs> right, right. But, and, uh, and you know, it's it's fun. It, and it was, and that was what, Neat. what Steve and I discovered Neat. was that, so we had a few records we, we had in Palm Springs that we, and one of them was Aerosmith, Get Your Wings, and the other one, another one with a few others, but Aerosmith, Get Your Wings and, um, and uh, Songs from the Big Chair. Oh, nice. And in both of those, we, we both, you know, and Steve and I are both musicians with, I guess, decent ears. I don't know. And and we said, we, we did note that Get Your Wings did sound better on that stereo with vinyl. And that maybe, and that Songs in the Big Chair, we thought, oh, no, it doesn't. Like, this belongs on a CD. This feels like, and we thought maybe it was just in our heads because the kind of music it is. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because what's the difference between those records? Seventy four and eighty five, so it's ten years, mm-hmm. eleven years. And I thought, and but we convinced ourselves, like, no, this this one should be on a CD. Songs in a big chair, not. But get your wings sounded better on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so records I don't know sound if, incredible. I yeah. mean, the, but like it's weird because like I don't know. That's a big long conversation. But like Steely yeah. Dan sounds amazing uh, digitally, and it sounds yeah. amazing on record. And it certainly, yeah. you know, Asia was made in nineteen seventy seven. So like, right. Ain't nothing going on there, digital. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's just our souls, guys. <laughs> yeah. it's just our souls. The uh, the final thing I want to say about uh, listening technology hmm. is: Do you guys experience this? I mean, Aaron, you're on Spotify, right? No, I mean I know that it exists, <laughs> but I, I use. Uh, oh, you use Apple. Apple? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, play I, whatever the service is, and that would be probably Spotify and what's the other one, Pandora, mm-hmm. where sort of chooses songs for you 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 like i'd say i want to hear uh marvin Gaye, and, and you you know that you're going to get other artists you're not just getting marvin Gaye, but they kind of oh like Damon's ostensibly yeah like well ostensibly yeah. if you say i feel like hearing marvin gay the bot or whatever the the robot yeah the, is going to start choosing songs in that in that genre and so you're thinking well i'll be hearing some you know Smokey robinson and i'll be hearing some stevie wonder and yeah and and kendall kind of makes it what annoys the fuck out of me is that like you go well i want to hear some like classic gladys knight and within like two songs you're you're listening to like uh cardi b or so, you know what i mean <laughs> oh, like the i don't the know bo- really yeah it just seems like the, oh. there's no the, the bots haven't been trained well enough to know like the 
the difference between I want to hear fifties doo wop music, mm. and then and then you know you're listening to uh you know like Fleetwood Mac within a few songs <laughs> like it, it just the bot thinks oh this is all old music whatever whatever the bot thinks right. I don't know these right. robots who can who can right. keep track but <laughs> I I just don't think that like that without that human touch which is why I still super enjoy the the serious music channels because those yeah. are curated by human beings. Right. Including Aaron, Richard Blyde is still on, is. on on first wave. Yes, he is. Fuck and him. uh and and he's doing, you know, he's playing all the all the greats and he takes requests from people and uh you know, so has a Facebook page and right, yeah, right. Yeah. So run. everyone the whole Spotify thing is just completely over my head. I, I just pictured you training robots and just yelling at them. <laughs> Look, you fucking robots. When somebody says they want to hear Midnight Train to Georgia. They don't mean they want to hear Snoop Dogg. <laughs> now, yeah, the robots are all depressed. Sorry, Damon. It's ones and zeros to us. <laughs> they don't They don't understand the difference or whatever. Did you guys experience this? I have this happen. I'm, this song just happened to me yesterday, but when you talk about elevator music, like I was in the grocery yesterday, specifically looking at red onions and trying to buy the right one, and just and just right away, um, some like it hot comes on, dump, 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 from powers from power station, station. Yeah, and yeah. and right away I'm just into it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm just like right away into it, like at yeah. the grocery store. Yeah, I'm like, this is a great tune. I haven't heard in a while. Like <laughs> George is, is uh, walking down the aisles like John Travolta at the beginning totally, of Saturday Night totally. Fever. Tossing a box of Triscuits in the air and kicking it into your cart. <laughs> Bouncing <laughs> off my bicep. <laughs> They're like, is there any, would there be anything else? And then you hold up your thumb real quick and go, feel the heat. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be 134.88. Hold on. Feel the, did my Vaughn's card go through? Thank you. <laughs> Pushing you to the side. <laughs> Some like it. Oh, wait, I have a coupon. <laughs> Some like it hot. That's the last thing you say when you pop up at the doors. Bye. As you leave. Some like yeah. it hot. Yeah, George, over his shoulder, he like he like kisses his, kisses his hand and smacks his butt. Oh, my God. Some like it hot. Uh, <laughs> like he fucking every time with that guy. That is a that is a million dollar million million view Instagram video right yeah. there. <laughs> would take us a day to shoot. Work on that, but it would. <laughs> well, does everyone feel like you've you've covered all the bases of, of oh, listening technology talk for extensively? Hour, yeah. <laughs> well, then I guess we have no choice but to uh, wander down to. I have my <laughs> You'll never I get that. Have my oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> George is slow on the update. Sorry, the one, the one answered the thing that was answered on this uh, Kibitz corner was uh, I, I was really curious about your guys's listening habits mm. over the years. Mm. But my biggest takeaway is that Tracy Guns has extra money. Right. <laughs> is that good news or what? How could, how could that be? Was sex action that big of a hit? Cocked and loaded, right? Was it that big of a hit? I guess publishing. I don't know. I, all right, so I've been trying to put it off, but it's inevitable. Yep, here we go. Every Sunday, someone's got to go down. This Sunday, it's me. Uh, let's take a little stroll down to a little place we like to call... Or throw you down the steps. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? 
I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Oh my god, I'm in the torture chamber. Oh I'm so scared. Why do I do that every time? I try nah, we'll to fix it. I try editing. to stop the file and then it just it replays like a like a little bitch. Um so I'm here in the torture chamber mm. and you two lads have prepared some some torture material for me. And just because I love to figure this out, I know Aaron hates it. I know George is indifferent, but I'm let's see, I went second last time and I was up against George torturing Aaron, mm-hmm. which means Aaron, you would go second this mm, time, and second. Aaron will go first. No, I appreciate George would, it go, George would go second. No, he yeah. would go. Yeah, he would go second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? You're for, yeah. you are first this time. I appreciate I it because I don't keep up with it. <laughs> I so, totally however, don't. it turns out it's fun. <laughs> Give it to us, Aaron. It's Hit a, it. It's a good brain teaser. <laughs> so uh, Aaron's got some torture material for me. Damon torture. There it is, and I'm going to start it right now. If there's there could be an ad or something, we'll just get through it. It's the video, so there's some lead-in uh, oh. keeping there's with some, our Western. Th- there's some from exposition. <laughs> what is this? What's all this now? <laughs> oh, well. So for the listeners, this is Wasp. <laughs> oh, uh, this well. This is a song called "Blind in Texas" <laughs> yeah, this, by the band Wasp. Wasp. Don't look I'm for gonna, them. I'm They're I'm also just... not around anymore. I'm going to say up front, I think you could have done worse (laughs) in the category of wasp, but okay. (laughs) You shut your mouth, George. (laughs) He's already, he's already getting competitive here. Fucking Um, God. Okay. Wasp. Let let me hear this. I I can promise you I've never heard this song before. Mm, You're going to like it. (laughs) Just like in real life, if there's a wasp around, I try to avoid it. Mm. And I did that with the band Wasp as well. Mm. So I, I in addition I, to Anglo-Saxon Protestants, <laughs> um, especially if they're white. Yes, my Mormon faith didn't didn't allow me to intermingle with other faiths, um, <laughs> other color of underpants. <laughs> so Wasp, let me hear this for a minute. Okay, here we go. So Blackie Lawless is in the desert in the video. He's lying down, been left for dead. More of this here. Western Western bullshit. Yeah, like, they can't get enough. Yeah. Outlaws. <laughs> That's the intro. That, thanks, Aaron. The beginning part of the song is the intro. Yeah, that, that's, I wanted to say more that that is that, the intro, that meaning that like was that in italics. Um, and, it is. Uh, it is. First of all right away the the sonically garbage uh and it's uh produced by uh spencer proffer who was responsible for the other pain in the ass album uh uh mental health quite right quite right which also sounds like hell um and it's it's you just saying like recording quality or yeah no everything about it is bad it's almost like they somebody had some new pedals somebody had some new gear and they used it and immediately sounds dated and oh i see and and it's Indicated also by the fact that outside of the the uh, Quiet Right record, this record, a record by Vixen, and then <laughs> some other dopey band I've never heard of, that's it for Spencer. And the rest of the time he was doing uh, like TV specials, like a rich history of doing like Diana Ross, the lady sings kind of, you know, on ABC, <laughs> he would do that. He didn't work and with the Nuge? I thought he worked with the Nuge. 
Not according to his no? wick, okay. bro. Okay. okay. You know how you, uh, when you're making your resume, you're updating it, and you, the, the jobs that aren't as important or maybe kind of embarrassing or they're just mm-hmm. too too dated, you just kind of you just know, slide off. them off the resume. That's what Spencer did with his Ted Nugent credit. Yeah, that's smartly too. <laughs> and it just sound it sounds like fucking hell and like that it's 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 I can't even understand exactly what's going on with the drum sound, but it all sounds like it's coming through like a sea sponge. <laughs> uh yeah. and 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 it has uh weird janky effects on it and it manages to sound very very fake like like drum programming, which you know it might have been. Um but like what year is, is this? Is, it came out in 85. 85. So there's there was really no drum programming at that point, was there? Well, Pyromania is almost all programming, or at least sweetened with uh, with programs, and yeah. that was from two years prior to that. So that was going on uh, in in rock at the time. So there's no Spencer reason Proffer's no, uh, no uh, you know, uh, Mutt Lang, no. <laughs> yes, well said. It's, uh, it's, it's, no, he couldn't go anywhere that people didn't say that about him. You're no Mutt Lang. That's why he got out of it. He's a fuck. Just do TV. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'll never be Mutt Lang. So like, so here he is with a fucking wasp. And the prior, the previous album to this, uh, <laughs> had was going to be called "Fuck Like a Beast." Yes, uh, that's the with one. the single "Fuck Like a Beast," mm-hmm. um, and that was removed and then only included later on in a uh, in a bonus track. But correct. It, <laughs> It's what's what's crazy about this thing to me is that it's the only album of theirs that sold over a million, and I can't, I, I just don't understand who the million people were. I mean, <laughs> Wild Child is a song on this record, and it's superior to this song in every way, but it's still do- you know dopey. And Wasp is like, I just don't. There, the way I can figure it is like here's this is a party song about being so drunk in Texas that you fucking fell apart and can't remember anything. You're going to see that in the video and hear it in the song. But this is a party song written by a couple by guys who like I fucking aggressively wouldn't party with. <laughs> I wouldn't take free cocaine from them. They had it. And I would and I would just immediately they and they seem dopey. They seem like dopey dudes and that's before seeing Chris Holmes advertise yeah. how dopey he is and yes. decline. Yes. Um, so it's just god awful. So oh, that guy. And so what yeah. they've wrought on on is is mediocrity in a piece of musical history that was rich in it. So mm. I would say, and I'm not talking shit about hair metal necessarily. I'm talking because like you could say the same thing about really bad pop songs. So I'm just saying that there was a lot of mediocrity, and like we discussed with Warrant, right at the end, it got even worse. I maintain that even in '85, long before the end. There was plenty of mediocrity there too by bands that were successful. So like they didn't really have an excuse to be media- mediocre, meaning that you are in a major studio, you're working with a producer who's got a track record who had the fucking number one record in the country. So if there was technology to be had and if there was anything good to get out of something, they should have had it. And not only did they not have it, but it sounds bad. It sounds really bad. <laughs> Demos at the time would have sounded better than this. They're kind. I of, made a demo that sounded better than this. Yeah, <laughs> on a cassette. But aren't they sort of like, you know, handcuffed by by their own shitty material? You know. Well, yes. I don't know. I mean, like, they, yes. like Wild Child is is the song that's sort of the hit on the record. Is a original a name fine by the structure way. yeah and, but it's like a fine structure of a song it's got big choruses it's got everything it even manages to sound better like they spend a lot more time on that maybe 
or had somebody else mix it perhaps. Less cocaine in vodka. <laughs> maybe, but like the whole thing sounds like it was mixed, like mixed and mastered by someone with a, a raging pill problem. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's just, that- it's so without, without hearing anything more than that, like I'm already out because like, again, like fuck the first, the first Motley record that was recorded in a shoebox. Yes. <laughs> has radder things to offer than this, which Energy. was, yeah. Like, yeah. and it, so it sounds weird. So not only is a shit song by what I perceive to be a shit band, but it also is shitting on all the advantages that they had going in. Even if you, you know, even if you don't like, like the songwriting, you know, yeah, that sh- it should have been there way more than it is. And so it's a fucking joke. And it, and it really set the, it set the genre back. I think especially to like say people like you, Damon, who has no space in his in his in his collection for this, or really even entertaining the notion. So like when when moves like this make that even easier for you to make that decision, I would say. Yeah, I came to a conclusion recently about these sort of bands, um, and it, I listen to Pot of Thunder a lot, and they do a lot of hard rock. It's mostly hard rock, and um, the three guys on the show are very, are very open-minded. They, they, you know, they're, they're obviously hard rock fans first, but they'll do, uh, like a whole month of, of like soul tunes or R and B tunes or something. So, um, I'm not saying them specifically, but the kind of people who listen to their show and, and as they describe, get sort of annoyed with them when they, when they drift off the path of hard rock, it's guys like that. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about when I hear songs like this and I, and, and the only phrase I can come up with to, to kind of describe it is, there's too many hard rock bands for them all to be good. Like just the law of averages. There's yeah, the same th- thing with like that 80s stuff. Like we, for every, for every Depeche Mode, et cetera, et cetera, there is a fucking information society or, or some like dumb, dumb act. It's this, but it's this, it's this meathead mentality. Like we can right. get it. Every, we'll go genre by genre. Like when we get to a bad new wave song, we'll talk about new wave. In this case in particular, it's the same meathead mentality of those, those, those fucking dimwits who, who had that disco record burning in Chicago or wherever that was. Right. You remember that? Yeah, Steve's disco, Steve doll during a white Sox game. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and which is like, way more racist because, than, than style of music. <laughs> by the totally. way. Like it, and yeah. sexist. It's entirely right. racist, but it's, it's that mentality of, I have, I have, my mind is so closed. I can't even like think about other music. And so hard rock guys tend to be the guys who like, with, with respect to bingo, he loves way too many hard rock bands. There's too many of them to be good. He's a fan of the genre for sure. Like he would, he would tell you that there's, that that's, that that's no way near accurate, but like, because he loves the genre. And George too. uh, I can't, I'm not saying loving the genre is bad. I'm not saying loving the genre. It's like, admit that. Like any other genre, if you, my assessment is maybe like 5% of it is good. If you love the genre, maybe your assessment is like 25% is good. Don't act like 85% of all hard rock is good. Cause it's just not true. There's so much of this wasp shit out there. <laughs> so let's play. Speak, so, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking let's, of wasp, let's, 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 let's uh, I felt like I had to set it, it up. I want to set it up for you because yeah, I know sure. Damon, you would have no, no frame of reference for the song whatsoever, but I wanted to show this because it's been something that's been sticking in my craw about like giving you the hits in a, in a, in a, in an area I started to become interested today about like, Oh, I wonder what that would be like though, to talk about why that might be true rather than what you just said. I think that there's something else going on. So like the, the fucking weight of the shit acts were so strong and so out there and being in LA, we had to see these people a lot around and know yeah. about them. And even if you weren't a fan, 
being a participant in the music world, you just heard it. You saw it in the weekly. You saw it in fucking bam. You saw it fucking everywhere. It just was around. So. I just, you saying that, Eric, I just, I just came to a societal reality. Mm-hmm. All of the, all of the bands and there were thousands of them in the eighties, yeah. hard rock glam guys. Mm-hmm. They became all the homeless people. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it didn't help. You know? like, <laughs> like we have a homeless epidemic in Los Angeles, like there is everywhere, but ours is particularly magnifique. And, and, and I think once that music died, they had nowhere to go. Well, yeah. but it flies in the face of your other comment, which was that Tracy Guns has enough money for a eight track player in his, <laughs> he's among these, he's right with these For guys, every so. Tracy Guns, there's nine million dudes in the band of London who are fucking currently <laughs> whoa, residing whoa, whoa. on Rossmore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not London. <laughs> it was close that to was, home. That was Nikki's first band. We'll get into that. I don't give a that. shit. There's nine million people in that fucking band and they're <laughs> we'll get, all stupid. We'll get, we'll get into that with Blackie in a minute with the mythology of this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get, we're, we're like 30 seconds into this and I have no idea any, about anything of the song other than Yeah. So it, the, it the video stupid. is fun. So uh, uh, talk about the video as you watch it and as you okay. see the all song. Right. Can I bring up one thing before? I don't know if you heard. He, he went past it. So this singer and bass player's name is Blackie Lawless. Yeah. Do you know that name? I've heard it, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So the Western, you know, kind of fits. Yeah. <laughs> Douchebag. Like a shitty, stupid boot. <clears throat> this is another singing bass player that Aaron wouldn't allow on that list. <laughs> that time you got mad at, at uh, Jack Jack Bruce. <laughs> oh, wait, did, you, did you hear that story? Yes, I think. We're, we're, we were just, you know, having a kind of a drinking mental challenge game. Yeah. And, and I said, all right, let's all name... Bass players who sing lead. Mm-hmm. And so we're hitting all the obvious ones like McCartney and Sting and Gene you know, Simmons. Gene Simmons, right. Mm-hmm. And then I go, Jack Bruce. And Aaron goes, No. <laughs> and I keep, he's, he didn't allow it. I go, no. Not allowed. Aaron, he sang about half, if not more, of the cream songs. I don't care. <laughs> he's not allowed on the list. Oh, no. No. <laughs> and so Aaron. Rather not- than fucking turn off this channel, I would rip the stereo out of yeah. the console and throw it out into the street. <laughs> uh, that, and so Aaron's, a cream fan, huh? <laughs> Aaron's putting Jack, Blackie Lawless on this on the Jack Bruce on the Jack Bruce you know, right. no fly zone. Okay, here we go. Right. Sounds like rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, so, retarded. <laughs> it's a good idea to open up with a fucking solo and a, and a one four five too. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 worse than you think. It's worse than worse than you think. <laughs> I know Led Zeppelin said it's been a long time since I rock and rolled. Couldn't it have been Wasp, longer? Wa- yeah, Wasp <laughs> never has. It hasn't been a long time. There, there's no future rock. It's not happening at the moment. It's just this. <laughs> God, he's got the Texas. fat Aussie look. Yeah. Let me tell you, yeah, he's a fat Aussie. He's got that Steven Tyler open belly shirt that really only somebody who weighs about a buck five should be wearing. Yeah. And uh, it's pod piece open. Yeah, he just should yeah. be wearing it. And I was noticing that, uh, and I'd mentioned this to you guys earlier, but like there is a, I was trying to figure out what was going on with Blackie's style. Now he sort of reminds me later on, uh, Tom Kiefer from Cinderella did a better job of it. Mm-hmm. 
but he's doing his singing to me sounds like somebody who's gargling and at the same time coming in uh second in a Chewbacca contest. <laughs> and then on top of that, on top of that, he sounds like in Die Hard when when um Bruce Willis was jumping off the building when he tied the the hose around him. Yes. And he goes, he does like this yell because because I he does this like gargle Chewbacca yell jumping and I started and I was always fixated on that because clearly to me what's happening there is Bruce was told and then you like yell or something when you jump off and he couldn't manufacture it what he determined to be a manly yell so they arrived at <laughs> because it, like it wouldn't be yell. yeah because he wouldn't be a tough guy you go. <laughs> And, you know, some people can do it, some people can't. I guarantee you that's what's going on. So what it reminds me of is Bruce Willis jumping off of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> As mentioned earlier. Did, Aaron, can you give us a little maybe the Schwarzenegger yell? You know, like the, Arg! Get to the chopper! Arg! <laughs> oh, God. So so here he is. He's blind. He's telling you that he's partied so hard. Oh, he yeah, got he got blind and gin, he, and he's going to start naming off the cities in Texas where he's done those things. Yeah, Big but this, tour. The, Big yeah, tour. this, yeah, this happened to him, and boy, was he uh, the worst for wear. Mm-hmm. Who thought a one four five song was going to was this on a hit or anything? Did people mm-hmm. care? I think about George it? George is going to know, but like a Wild Child was a song that was on MTV, and yeah. this was a video that they made, so it was probably on like Headbangers Ball from time to time. Yeah. It, the, but the, long the, after the fact that there was, like, well, when this album was old, like when they were looking for videos, I would think from the catalog. Yeah, I, uh, the thing with Wasp is they did not. When you were <clears throat> talking about Warrant and the other, you know, when things had gotten bad by the end, you said things are bad now. Um, was that Wasp did not traffic in hit pop songs? They didn't. There was nothing about them that was. They were Wild dark. Child, I would submit if if, if it's they a were little bit, one. a little yeah, bit, I mean, maybe, yeah, and that's on a big, this record. It's a hummable chorus, yes. The yeah, first yeah. It's track. you know, it's they, they weren't, but they weren't going to play Cherry Pie. They weren't on that end of the spectrum of obviously the way they dressed and acted, and you know, and even even like smelled, smelled the way <laughs> the way yeah, the they way threw, they threw raw meat out into the uh, into the crowd. Uh, I, I, I have a whole personal story about this for later, <laughs> which oh is boy. great, you know, in a town in, in a land of plenty, like. And I want you to, rump, to use your mind on that. So that's 1985, throwing meat in the audience. What else happened in 1985? Oh, nothing. USA for Africa. Yeah. Well, I think we're throwing meat in the wasn't on We ground. Are Stars? Blackie wasn't on- uh, Hearing Aid? Hearing Aid, no. yeah, right. He wasn't on that one? Okay. Yeah, they, they wanted him to play bass. <laughs> they didn't need him. They got Jack Bruce. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Judging by his by his soft white belly, I think he ate all the food that was supposed to go to the African kids. He got kids. all the grain that was supposed to go to Ethiopia. Just ate rot, grain. It didn't rot on the dock. It was in. It was. It was Blackie's garage. <laughs> Have you guys tried this peanut paste? <laughs> so uh, in in the video that you're looking at, has he gotten to the armadillo race yet? Yeah, right. No, I, he's okay. still on stage in a, in a watch club. it when it comes, and he's going to be on as you're looking at the armadillo race. His, his uh, Blackie walks up in a bar. They're having little. Uh, 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 there's a big box, and inside the box, there's like five lanes where they're going to drop each each participant's going to drop an armadillo in. Uh, Blackie's on the far left, and boy, does he cheat! 
Watch how much he cheats in the video. <laughs> maybe I did. Did maybe I did pass by? Did well, we see that yet or no? Well, wait a minute. I, I didn't. I wasn't watching. But what do you do when you're blind drunk in Texas? I have armadillo races. I don't. What do you do? <laughs> and I cheat. What do you do? Yeah, no, I mean, the I, point is, know. is that <laughs> he drops the he drops the dillo nine minutes, nine and a half minutes before the other people does. By by the way, there so was not some... only is he a shit fuck, but he's a lying cheat too. There, there was someone on set that was the armadillo wrangler. <laughs> someone get Blackie's armadillo. It's running before the others. Fucking... I, I I can't. It's very hot, guys. Let's go. Come on. Having having to worry about dopey Chris Holmes walking around, going messing with it, fucking not... ashing on it and stuff, trying to fuck it, or fucking armadillo. <laughs> Which I think they're pretty. Anyways, fierce play creatures. It. Uh, play it. All right. He's got that evil face. Yeah, cowboys yeah. have taken my eyes. And here it comes, I think, the uh, armadillo race. Was he wearing, like, white contacts to, to make that point? I think so. Probably. Who knows Big special that? effects budget. I'm Big I'm, special. The armadillos, the contacts. There's a, there's The line items on this budget are... <laughs> Go on location. This song is fucking... like... Uh, there's, uh, there's so many things wrong with this song. It's like, it's like beneath contempt. It's, it's, the, it's really bad, dude. Like, and I had forgotten just how... How like in the world of cherry pie and the versions of this uh, genre that are dumb and stupid, there's wasp. Yeah, near the bottom in every way, content, look, everything. They, got- they look like a band that should not have made it. I.e., London and all those bands where you go, yeah, well, obviously those guys are, are dumb. <laughs> they don't yeah. have anything sellable about them. Look at them. So, but I, they made I, it. They've sold a million they copies re- of this. Record deals and... Yeah, dude. I'll explain Big that time. later. Okay. <laughs> when we're done with the song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, carrying on. Solo number two. All right, here comes the armadillo races. <laughs> Off cities. What I don't even know what happened. Like he, it's, they shot a oh, the, the gun was to start the race, and then what? What did what did his armadillo have on its back? I, I don't like know. Just that he dropped something? he dropped it he dropped it so that it could win the race way earlier. So that's that was Exhibit A. I think somebody also got shot when the starter gun went off. Um, but <laughs> no, that's the least of black. They are he's blind. blind. <laughs> yeah, he's blind. What? So oh, the what? The- <laughs> people liked this shit. That's I, I gotta tell you, I don't mind people. this song. I don't mind it. One million people don't mind it. George had it on fucking eight track. I, I didn't buy this record, but I remember this song, and I didn't mind it. George, Ugh. you know it's bad. George knows a lot of things that are really smart, and is very smart. In a lot of ways, George and I are very different people. <laughs> we are. We, we're very different. It's true. <laughs> this is my milieu. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Look, Christ. I understand. Like, if you if you like that, this is this is a sh- a very shitty version of this music, don't you think? <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah. I don't mind this song. I don't mind this song. I don't. It's a one four five song. They could have they 
not have put any less effort into writing the song. With three right. solos, yeah. I think, in nobody, three and a half minutes. <laughs> nobody knows Play your it. technical jargon with it's one, four, five, damn. Everyone nobody knows. knows. <laughs> it's, Everyone. it's a blues yeah, pattern. It's the I same know. one you've heard all the I time. Yeah. But a lot of the kids watching this on MTV didn't know that. <laughs> That's he's, no, he's, he's still, it's really stupid Texas. without that lot, without that knowledge. It's still stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's not a great song. <laughs> right, yeah. But it doesn't, I don't, this wouldn't be a torture song for me. It's so, it's, you know, I'm like, well, okay. We're going to have to yeah, rethink well, our relationship. No one, no one would play that for you. <laughs> All right. We know you well enough. And did he think this was some sort of like pump your fist stadium oh, yeah. anthem where yes. people are supposed to be singing blind drunken tech or blind I, I, yeah, I think it, those million people Texas did was. did do that yeah i think that they were probably into it like we do fucking party so much that yeah, one time Texas, a friend of mine went huge. blind <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah this is a stadiums full of people in texas right at least at least you know not stadiums but maybe fifteen thousand people roller rinks yeah roller rinks and whatever <laughs> right roller rinks i mean wasp probably played pretty big places i don't know if they were opening for someone or they actually headlined a tour but they played huge places back then probably that year yeah. In Texas, like opening for Ozzy or maybe or something. It's a pity yeah. they didn't have like a when they were setting themselves on fire. Just more, more, more <laughs> mishaps with that. <laughs> uh, they set themselves on fire. Like someone threw the meat back at them. <laughs> what? How do you like it? <laughs> are you just talking about like the the white, not white snake? Who are the guys who? Oh, great white. Well, I mean, well, the, no, 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 we're no, not it, talking about that. They that's, had that's they had a lot impressive. of pyrotechnics and they yeah. Yeah. I'll tell the story when we're done with okay. this song. George has a lot of stories after this I song. Do. I do. I have one story about Wasp. Okay. It's going to be the extendo cut. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. We don't have to hear it. But <laughs> no, I, I want to hear it. I, I want to get through this song, but I can't because I'm so angry at it. Well, All sure. right, here we Solo number three. <laughs> it almost feels like a, um, like a you guys say one four five and all that. It, it, it's it feels like a, almost a Chuck Berry song. George, that's like, exactly it, what a one four five song is. He invented it for the most on part. On the nosy, it's a it's a, yeah. it's a Chuck Berry song. Like there's blah 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 blah, and then some. And by the way, I've never seen this video, and I don't know these lyrics. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But he's just naming. Songs. I don't know that it, it matters that he's just knows naming things in Texas, and yeah, yeah. He just he just name checked uh, Corpus Christi. Uh, 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 Houston, the Yellow Rose. Uh, he's just he's just hitting all of it. I heard all of it. El Paso. He didn't say. Yeah, he didn't say uh, Davy Crockett yet. But uh, <laughs> pretty rad guitar. I think. What is that? Chris got a Charvel Star there, or a uh, what is that? A Explorer? What's he got? Let's see it. Uh, is there like bones and stuff yeah, on yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's like the like the star. Like yeah, Jesus. Like Eddie Stark. Look at him jam. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at him jam. Hey, dude, let's party. Risen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fucking penises. And they gave there Chris that line. That was it's Chris, a, right? Yeah, yeah it's that good. Was Chris, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
whoever propped him up enough to that was his best delivery by the way every other one they're yes. like fucking cut ass i don't know if he did that in the studio maybe it was blackie in the studio who knows what a what a great original line too let's party let's party <laughs> let's get blind let's end up in the emergency room <laughs> Oh, you know, Kevin DeBrow the- has that same kind of yeah, uh, yeah. same yelling style. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I, we just are on the, the spot where the fake ZZ Top guys make their appearance. Yeah, how about that? And there's it would have been big, awesome if they'd been sued just for right. uh, intellectual theft. And there's a big fat punchline where someone runs up, maybe it's Blackie or somebody runs up to them and goes, hey, where's Devil's Gulch? And they turn and do their little ZZ yeah. Top you know, pointing thing. It's a joke on a joke. Yeah. So the girl, the girl gave him the, the paper that says meet me at devil's gulch. And so he's running like a lunatic and then he passes fake ZZ top and they direct him to that hole in the earth that he ends up, uh, that the video book ends. Cause he wants to fuck. It's the like girl. Godfather too. this thing. <laughs> he wants to fuck the girl. So he needs directions to devil's gulch, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the ZZ Top goes. They know where everybody because everyone's but if they're crazy asking, about Strapped If he's Earth asking Man. for directions and he's blind, what's he supposed to do with that? Well, he's desperate, so he's just <laughs> trying to find her. You know, desperate doesn't fix Maybe your she blindness. Maybe she smelled good. I don't know. Uh, okay, carrying on. Keep going. So they leave him in the desert. Dun, Not dun, really. Dun, 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 they have they resolve it so that you don't worry about Blackie. Sounds like you're already worried about him. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little still a little worried about him. I wouldn't have minded that bus running over him, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they come back for him. Of course, he's the singer. I'm blind. Good night, Houston. Wow. <laughs> and then is this just so more shtickola at the end of this? Because there's still another like 45 seconds of video left. I always turn it off right here. So, <laughs> do we want to find I, out what I, happens I, I, in the in the I'm timeline? I'm guessing there's more shtick. I do. Uh, this is an audio podcast, you guys. Why are we doing this video bullshit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like the, I'm the just best fast way forward. to okay. uh, the best way to hear this is to actually see them though. Because that made my point stronger. Yeah. I, he's a, you know he's a giant tool. I never, I giant never guy, send too. you videos ever. So this is uh, this is very specific. There's, so, I don't, I can't even tell what's going on. There's some kind of gag. I, I, I don't care. I don't fucking matter. care. Yeah, Fuck it doesn't you, matter. you hate it. You hate it. Yeah. So yeah, you, it's not guys. like you're gonna go. Whoa, hold on now. Yeah. <laughs> that that last little shtick just redeemed that song for me. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're comic geniuses. <laughs> This song's yeah, so, so shitty, but they're the modern Marx Brothers. I have nothing else to say about it other than like it, on every level, it's uh, it's it's a real drag. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a real drag uh, musically, production wise. 
it it it's a it's a kick in the balls to the genre. I think it's it's just a drag. It's 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 dragging the genre down. It's dragging me down. Yeah, it seems like there were guys who were good at it, and by good I mean like they they sort of crafted these well done. Uh, Fuck yeah, ha- hair metal songs. Yes. Fuck yeah, guys amazing like, stellar musicians. Yeah, and then Great. guys like these guys come along and just like <clears throat> piss all over it. All, you know, all their uh, hard work. And they say things like, and then the and the response to it would be. Because everyone was wanting to sort of connect themselves to like the radness of punk. And so if something was particularly ratty or unprofessional or unshiny, a lot of times metal bands like Motley and stuff like that would fly the punk ethos. It, it would seem yeah. to me, which was always corny and dumb to, to put yourself in that area. I mean, whatever, that's a, that's a taste thing and probably it's nitpicking, isn't it? Um, because in the <laughs> end, sure in the end, Wasp just fucking sucks. So that's all I have to say about it. Fucking fuck Wasp. All right, George has. It sounds like half a dozen or so stories. For half a us. dozen stories. No, I, I have two. I have two quick ones. For, first of all, some mythology because you asked like, how the hell did this happen? Yeah. Okay, I can tell you how this happened. So, um, Blackie's Blackie's. Uh, you can tell by maybe his you know looking worse than Gene Simmons. This is what she's really doing there with the yeah cutout outfit and all that. Um. Blackie in, I think, the towards the end, the bitter end of the New York Dolls, he was in the New York Dolls. Oh. And that's part of his credentials, if you will. Then um, Aaron mentioned London. I think it was after London. Nikki Six's one of his bands was called London before Motley Crue. And then he and Blackie formed a, ba- a band called Sister. And they were in Sister together. And they didn't go anywhere. And then they both went on, Nikki went on to Motley. And so when all this is happening and I'm coming up and I'm seeing all these guys... Um, so Nikki and Motley Crue are the ones, they're the, they're the guys, they, they're the ones that made it. They're the ones that turned this whole scene into what it's going to become, et cetera. So Blackie's credentials of being associated with Nikki in sister and also being, cause the dolls being the thing that Nikki and everybody else was trying to be like. Uh, they're like, yeah, like the yeah. quintessential glam, glam band. Yes. not the glam yeah. uh, stuff in Sunset Strip, but. Yeah, actual glam yeah, bands yeah, from the actual, se- yes. early seventies. That's yeah. what they and the fact Blackie was actually in it for a bit gives him this credential. This you know, and so he forms Wasp, and and the other thing about Wasp, I didn't like. I just said I, I didn't. The songs weren't the obviously this is one of them. They weren't great, you know. The Motley songs and even the other even the Quiet Riot songs. Any of those they had more of a pop thing to them than Blackie was just always this, you know. An animal fuck like a beast was the first one, and anyway. So a, uh, let's see, a, a 16-year-old George White is at the Troubadour to see Wasp. And um, I meet a girl. Mm. And now we're going, and she goes, we're going to the front of the stage. And I've never seen Wasp, but I've heard about them. And I go, doesn't he throw meat at people? Because <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to mess up my outfit I have of on. Course. My beautiful glam rock parachute pants, hair done yeah. outfit. Right. And she... Lo- God bless her, goes, goes, no, no, no. He throws it at the people in the back. <laughs> and all I can think is, and right away, good my, arm. My, no, my stagecraft goes off and like, I go, yeah, of course, because if you're throwing the people in the front, that's no good. No. You want to throw it all the way through everybody. Yeah. You want to pick a guy in the back so we can see the meat traveling. That's no sure. fun. And so this is at the Troubadour, man. This is still, this is still one of the most frightening things I've seen at the Troubadour. And I've seen a lot of these bands there. And so I know he's going to throw the meat. Then they have a rack, an actual medieval rack, on stage, and there is a topless girl ch- chained to it, but and but but and what and with a hood over her head, 
And what's great about it, though, is because I'm in the first row. I mean, the tributor is not big, but I'm in the first row. So I can see that there's a small blood packet underneath the hood. Oh. And they have, and everything's fake. The, the chains are fake. Everything, it looks like Universal Studios. They have a, a, a mace they're going to hit her with to make the blood come out. The sacrifice kind of vibe they're going to do. And what was frightening to me more than anything was now they've got a, the wasp sign is above the drums and it's got a gas pipe around it and they come out and light it. And now that's on fire. Like the pipe around the sign is on fire. And this, and I look around and I'm like, this club is packed. There's way too many people in here. And I start thinking like, fuck, this is not okay. And, And then my friend Robbie, who's a, uh, who's a fan of the, um, podcast. He does not like the wasp drummer. Doesn't like the guy. They have something, I forget what their fight was about. Per- personally, or doesn't yeah, like yeah, his no, drumming? No, 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 personally. There's oh. some shit. This is glam rock shit during the time, and he doesn't like him. And these guys Steve are- Steve Riley. Yeah, Steve Riley. That's right, Steve Riley. And they, these guys are fucking huge. Blackie, Chris, they're fucking, they're like six foot two without the boots. Like, they are fucking huge guys. Hmm. They're menacing. And they come down the Troubadour stairs, and they come, and, and Steve has his drumsticks in his pants, the way you'll do. Yeah, before you're going I've, on. I've got some right now. Before you're going on. And we're in the front row. This girl, these are two girls, me and Robbie. And Robbie's drunk and doesn't like Steve. And he reaches up and grabs the sticks out of Steve's pants and then passes them to me. And we all pass them behind into the crowd where now Steve doesn't have his drumsticks. And now I don't know why he just doesn't go to the other ones that are on, obviously, you know, on his floor, Tom, for yeah. extras. Right. Because he's his an bag. Idiot. And, it, and he did now he and Robbie are yelling at each other and we're holding up the show and everyone in Wasp is mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, and I'm worried. I'm, and I'm such like the, you know, I look like them and everything, but I'm the nerdy guy at heart. And I'm like, I'm just so scared that like, I'm going to get in a fight with Wasp and get meat thrown at me and they're going to chain me to a thing. And I, I'm just, you yeah. know, I'm like, Oh my God. Anyway, he some, somehow the, he, he goes behind the drums and that gets resolved and, and the, the shouting stops. And they start the show, and they do their whole shtick with the fire and the girl and the whole business and everything. And the punchline is, um, I ended up I ended up going back to this girl's place, her parents' house, I think, and she gives me a venereal disease. What? <laughs> the end. The end. Good night. Thanks, Wasp. You needed yeah. another reason to hate Wasp. Another reason to hate Wasp. <laughs> but I remember that night the rest of my life because it was just terrifying and the way it ended and everything and else. And yet you still fucking support them and say, you know what? I actually like this song. What is the matter with I you, George? I said I don't mind this song. My I don't mind. And I enjoyed And the show was, it was very theatrical. I mean, he, I mean, at that time, much past Motley Crue and other bands that were doing theatrical shows, I mean, Blackie pushed that as far as you could in a club. I mean, all that stuff was like... Wow, I mean, there's a there's a naked girl in a club. Yeah. It's not a strip club. A topless girl it, chained to a rack. It sounds like they <laughs> broke about four or five laws. Uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I guess that's why he's blacky lawless. He's lawless. So, Look at him. That's my, that's my take on Wasp. I like that. I mean, that's a good story. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> It's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more admission to make. I just realized that... At a time in my life, around that time, the early 80s there, if I was going to Hollywood to see a band, it wasn't a long period of time, but I was, my going to Hollywood song was Animal Fuck Like a Beast. I was going to listen to it. You going into Hollywood. Crank it on the 8-track? Yep. No, no, yeah. not, not an 8-track then, a cassette <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to, yeah, that, okay. that was going on. On the way to, I was going down Fountain or whatever, that was on my way, that was, or uh, Franklin, that was going to happen. <laughs> and and the consequence of that is you got a fucking venereal disease. I got, yeah. well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Way to go. 
I got the clap because of it. <laughs> right on, Wasp. <laughs> the, the doctor, at, you know, when George goes in for his appointment, he goes, just less fucking like a beast from now okay, on, please. Yeah, if, 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 stop fucking like a beast, would you, huh? Would you, George, were you listening to Wasp? <laughs> so fuck no. those guys. Listen. Really? George, <laughs> you sound almost like apologetic. And, mm-hmm. and I've said all along, and I don't care what genre of music it is. Mm-hmm. If you liked it when you were a kid mm-hmm. or a teenager, that's fine. Yeah. It's guys our age who still like this music that I, I have I have questions for. I, I've uh, lost track. I was going to ask Aaron in your research, Aaron, is Blackie still alive? Yeah. I he mean, is. Yeah. Okay. I don't, because you don't hear about them touring or anything. Isn't his real name like Steve Durant or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, he's always, there's always, I think he's, he always does, uh, you know, on like Blabbermouth and stuff you'd see, you know, they're always on those like 9 million band things you know, it, the sweden rocketeria and da 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 and they're always playing in the middle of the afternoon and it looks <laughs> uncomfortable so that's oh. what i know about them i've never i didn't i didn't know they were still playing even you know because obviously a lot of bands are out and in fact i heard in the way in that uh white snake is on their farewell tour this is the end for david and the fellas yeah it's a good he, he yeah. should he should be doing that <laughs> uh, so. and i i thought this was interesting that the um that when they get to the States, like now Europe's opening for them in Europe. And then when they get here, the Scorps are opening for them. When I thought Whitesnake was huge with Here I Go Again and all that. and But the Scorps are opening? I guess they don't care anymore. Like, yeah, we'll play. What the hell? Because it feels like the Scorps would be the headliner, right? Have we had the oh, Scorps discussion before where, was it Aaron? or like People seem to think the Scorpions were bigger than they were. Is it they you? were for a time. They, they were, were and they were been, been around for so long and they're very well respected. <laughs> Why am I wasting brain cells on this? I, I don't, don't give a fuck Let's what, move on. who's bigger than Okay, fucking. okay, okay. <laughs> I like to talk uh, about this kind of thing. <laughs> well, what? Okay. All right. Let's move on to my torture. <laughs> Our Georgia's torture. Uh, here we go. Ready? Enjoy this, dick. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Distinct vocal. Not ninety-three. I haven't heard this in so long and I forgot how fucking annoying his voice is. Oh god, it's maybe the most I listen I listened to a podcast uh called The Doug Pound and they just it comes out on Friday. This Friday they just had they had taken away all the music and got just the stripped down just this dude's voice oh. and broke down the entire song <laughs> yesterday. So I, this is fresh in my mind. Okay, this fellow's name is Brad Roberts, by the way. Canadian, correct? Good Canadian is yeah. correct. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, listen to him. Got into an accident and caught in quadrant. Quadrant. Of all the goat singers of the 90s, yeah. this guy actually, I feel like a goat is yelling at me when he's, yeah. a goat, like a depressed goat is singing to me. <laughs> and he spells couldn't, or he pronounces it Q-U-A-D N apostrophe T, quadrant. This is the lyrics video, because I want you to see the, all the stories he's telling here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, re- I remember this guy's genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His Dylan-esque you know, yarn spinning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bard. Uh, did, do you happen to know if he sang all his songs like this in that, that affectation? I that I don't know. I've only listened to this one. They, they have one other hit that was a Canadian hit called like Superman or something. But that yeah. this is really their only hit. There isn't any other ones. And what? it's called, I don't know if you know what the title is. Mmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's not something like a, he's eating a nice piece of pie or a pretzel. <laughs> it's, it's not a yummy noise. No, it's not. It's not a yummy noise. <laughs> uh, this guy thinks he's so cute and clever with his stupid. Uh, and now here comes the, the dopey chorus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so depressed from listening to this. It's just feel you feel like this. <laughs> you just feel like. And I'm listening oh. to the song and I'm going, "This isn't a bad melody by any by any stretch." No. And it's the the band that I like all the acoustic guitar p- finger picking stuff that's going on. Like it's a nice quote unquote song. And then this this giant fuckhead comes in and just ruins the whole thing. Brad Roberts. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know much about keys, but is this an M minor? Because it just feels <laughs> like it. <laughs> it goes beyond any even G. It's just it's just further down the alphabet. Yeah, right. It's an M minor. <laughs> it's some sort of subterranean chord. But by the way, do you think, and I don't know, I couldn't find anything about this. I was fascinated that did they, when they were demoing it or, you know, in the studio, did anybody go, all right, so Brad... For that chorus, you're going to say something, though, right? There's going to be some words there. Yeah, that's just filler. We're going to put yeah. some words in, right? That's apparently what exactly what did happen. They, he didn't he didn't have them yet. That was his temp, and the band liked it as it was. So, mystery solved. Thank you. I did not know that. I did not find that in my research. Thank that, you, Aaron. Maybe that would have been nice to do, like... Aaron, were you, was, were you serious about that? No, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, maybe once... At, towards the end, where you think he's going to go right. in the chorus, he does the mm-mm. Mm-hmm. But writes some fucking lyrics. Although, who am I to talk? That's the reason this fucking song became a hit, Big right? hit song. Everyone loved to hum along with it. Yeah, right. It's like my humming earlier. Gets back to yeah. Aaron's humming. <laughs> humming. Uh, maybe this should be your opener, Aaron. I don't. Is this pod all about humming? <laughs> it's called, We're the Humbo Brothers. <laughs> That's why I had to turn off the AC over here, because there was too much hum. <laughs> All right. Terrible. Do we know? God, do we know? <laughs> did he have any insights into these little vignettes? He's he's yes spinning. Yes. So these are these are things uh, that happened to him. Uh, he was in a lot of car accidents. <laughs> Apparently, as a child, car accidents. <laughs> so that's what the car accident thing's about. A lot of them. Yeah. That's what it says. It's, that's what it says. He got, Don't get he, into a car with Brad. Several, several car accidents. And at least four of them, they, they crushed his vocal cords. And, so, <laughs> and he has to sing like this. He can't yeah, sing. Right. They didn't finish the job. And the other one, the second one gets me. So he, he, had a, he had a birthmark on his, quote, lower spine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And was bullied at school because of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, 
You know, except maybe in gym or something. Like, who sees the birthmark on your lower spine? It's just not really something. Yeah. that's not in his face because on the video, it's a girl with all the. Yeah, he's that's a slightly yeah, different yeah, story yeah, than like, a girl has them like, all over their like, body. Well, and you were bullied about it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. And then the, and the last one of the things too was he uh, he'd read about a phenomenon where um, people were so scared by some traumatic event in their life, even young people, that their hair turned white. That was okay. the, those are the three things about this song. There are three parts of it. Where, that's well, a Stephen King problem. I don't know that that actually occurs <laughs> overnight. It's a supernatural, it's a supernatural phenomenon. You're, you're, you're thinking like... of Firestarter. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of Cujo. <laughs> now people have dyed their hair uh, with a little bit of white string. Yeah, no, sure, I'm looking no, at I've you, Blackie yeah. Lawless. Overnight, overnight, my hair was another color. Sure, I went to a salon. <laughs> I, I I experienced that, but it's like time lapse. What? <laughs> My it's hair happening for the last white. ten years. <laughs> All right. You experience that after you spend time with labs. <laughs> hey, okay. Okay. So wait, you said there are three things, but I've he's only had told. He oh, maybe the, maybe the white, the, white, the white hair is the third. The one. white hair and the <laughs> oh, he's done that already. Okay. All right. Keep going. And the girl with the birthmarks. All right, and then the and accident. And the accidents. We've done the accidents. Well, already? the kid. I think the there's kid, a third story where somebody hollers at him or something. So yeah, maybe that. Yeah, the it. kid with the white hair was in the accident. Oh, that was the first one. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if there's a third one. Go ahead. It's a it's a rich tapestry of of, of depression. Yeah. <laughs> Doubling down. Doubling down on that. <laughs> I was thinking of that. Let's do it again. <laughs> Aaron and I wrote another song that wasn't directly Clapton inspired because mm-hmm. you, you remember. Uh, what was the other one we did about the, the Clapton song? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got an understanding. Me yeah, and my we got lady. an understanding, me and my lady. And so. You, you did a Clapton song? I thought you hated Clapton. No, no. <laughs> Remember we told you like when we were kids, we, we made a fake Clapton oh, song? Oh, right, right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was his, his inane stupid. Like, so then later, Aaron and I <laughs> came up with a song <laughs> that was inspired by that fake Clapton song. And it was called Doubling Down on Love. <laughs> There's a lot of time in your hands. Doubling down for hey. a good time. Hey, remember? <laughs> Doubling down on love. <laughs> Double down like, on love. Yeah, we, we should get Spencer Crawford no. produced the shit yeah. out of that. <laughs> like, uh, th- it's endlessly fascinating, these, these bands, like the KLOS, late 80s, 90s KLOS bands that yeah. were just writing these inane lyrics that just, just dumb phrases they thought of. I think oh, the lyrics were so doubling up on a good time, doubling down on love. Your love has got me doing straight time. What are you thinking of? <laughs> yeah, he, so he went, he, did, he went to the joint for love. It almost sounds yeah. like chicken picking. Just for loving. He didn't commit a crime. He just went for loving. It was deemed that he loved too radically. Yeah. The judge decided. Jury of his peers. <laughs> that was that was the the song that uh, that that Ted Nugent brought into the the, the damn Yankees album <laughs> session. Sessions. And and as he's singing it, he's got his eyes open and wide open and nodding to the to the other guys. Tommy in the band going, and Jack. Right, Tommy and Jack. Yeah, guys, Tommy, huh? God. Can harmonize this part? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh God! It's, the it's song. your finish. What you started. <laughs> <laughs> the song had a big life and just lasted forever. So you can't plan for things. And this is one of the examples of you can't, you just can't plan for things in the same way that you couldn't have planned that the zeitgeist would be interested in the squirrel nut zippers for a period of time. <laughs> you just couldn't have planned it. Like, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with squirrel nut zippers. It's just 
How would the zeitgeist suddenly care? Why would kids suddenly care about it that? It landed on you, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so weird. Yeah, number four. This song was number four in the country. Wow. <laughs> yep, in 1990, whatever it is, three. And this would have been on, on those AOR stations. Oh, yeah. Too. So, like, you would have four, heard this. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you would have heard this in, in stores, uh, dental yeah. hygienists. <laughs> <laughs> Grocery stores, <laughs> elevators, dental hygienists, your car. Yeah, you could hear it everywhere. There was uh, actually probably another thing that kind of kicked it up to the next level was a pretty pretty famous scene in Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that scene in that? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, it was, That's it's right. when I think when Jim Carrey's sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, he and yeah. he and uh, Jeff Daniels are mad at each other. So they. Oh, right, think, right, yeah, it, right. Yeah, they they kind of third act yeah. downer. They kind of break yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Page eighty-five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Carrying on here. Yeah, like I'm, I'm it's very really, cinematic. I'm uh, really not minding this this whole, except for him. Yeah, he's I'm not drag. minding anything about this song. As now that I'm listening to it more closely, like it's a nice song, except for his his. Yeah, his. his it doesn't sound out of grumbly. place. Like if if Michael Stipe was singing in a pretty beautiful Michael Stipe way, it might be all right. Even yeah. singing yeah. these words, yeah, but he's not. Yeah. <laughs> it is this sort of Michael Stipe esque. To sing those words, right? Uh, but it's it, this it could guy. have been. But it's this guy who's just fucking shit in the bed, but shit in all, the Canadian bed. But don't you guys think of, of all the singers that sang this way during what were termed goat singers that sang this way during the nineties? This one seems like almost a a parody of them you can take doing the word that. Almost out of that, yeah, right. Just yeah. it is. It's so. It's so. Yeah, this big. is what Weird Al would do. This is what yeah, Weird right. Al would do, and then he did it, and it <laughs> was did, like even right. less so. He did do this, like about yeah. headlines, Aaron. It was about headlines. Mm-hmm. He did like a, the headlines of the day. And he sang a song just like this. All right. yeah. Harry did this anyway. Go ahead. Let's All right. hear more. There was this boy whose parents made him come directly home right after school. This part is about he he uh, he either heard about or grew up in Pentecostal religion, right? And this is about Pentecostal church and and the being, speaking in tongues, being, being and all possessed in tongues and yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. Couldn't quite explain it. <laughs> A lot of Pentecostals up there in the uh, Great White North. <laughs> Didn't know they did that. Oh boy. Yeah. Weird. What does he have a conclusion to any of these? Is it just sort of like, well, shit happens? Is that the point was, of this yeah, whole song? I figured that it was shit happens and uh, ask yourself, are your problems really so large when, you know, like it's also judged your problem, your personal problems seem surmount insurmountable to you, the individual. But right. truthfully, from the outside, you go, oh, well, who cares? Like, did he really have to take his shirt off a lot? Well, <laughs> but for well, him, it was everything. Well, also, um, also, if, uh, Point out what songwriting 101, I suppose. If uh, if he'd bothered to write a chorus, maybe the title and the uh, 
you know, in the, in the words in the chorus would have informed what our question is. <laughs> yeah. The point of the song. Yeah, it would yeah. have been called this and you'd go, <laughs> right. oh, that's the point of it. It's called right. whatever. Life is sad or I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Not just, mm. Life is sad. <laughs> so. Yeah, right? yeah something would have been, the you know, lyrics were, a point would have been nice. Were, it was more of a, an answer. Lyric from the rest of the band going, sounds like a YP, sounds like a YP, <laughs> blind in Texas. <laughs> that that could have summed it right up. All right. Right. He's, you know what Blackie's doing? He's blind yeah. in Texas. He's been a lot of cities, but this guy, I don't know where he's been. He's just gone No, I, so when you were doing your research for the song, you yeah. didn't find out if he always sings like this because that would be my first question. Do all their fucking songs sound like yeah, this? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. It's just just songs, so I didn't care about any others. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't listen to any. Why would I listen to more of this if I? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the most obvious thing, like here's my takeaway so far. Yes. What's ruining this song is him. Yeah. So I'm like, is this their shtick where he just sings like a, an asshole on every song? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> When, what, but this was a big hit. Why would you change it? Of course they did. Hey, let's change the best part of this I, I, <laughs> or the did, worst. Okay, you said that they had. They may have had some one other hit in Canada. In Canada. Yeah, yes. Notice how none of their other songs were hits. Yeah. No. no. So we we kind of reached like the, the top of our tolerance level for for that the style of singing. Well, I think Aaron said with his squirrel nut yeah. zippers uh, analogy. <laughs> yeah, America's it not afraid landed to say, That's here. enough. I don't know. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. We've had a we've had an impacted colon. And they're full called the crash yeah. test yeah. dummies. Yeah. You got, uh, you Brad, guys. Brad, you had your fun. Be gone. Settle down, Brad. Jesus. Out and Z. I wish may, maybe go get possessed of <laughs> the Pentecostal church and you can speak in a different tongue. <laughs> maybe a snake bit him. <laughs> bit his tongue. Maybe a snake yeah, bit him. Yeah, so he couldn't do much Swelled more. Swelled up. This is it. Snake bit me. <laughs> a lot of people don't know when poison's going into your bloodstream, you sing like this. <laughs> he just growls all the time. <laughs> And by the way, the humming isn't really even what bothers me the most. It's the <laughs> lurching. <laughs> Did you say girl who? Could you try that again, please, Brad. Take two. He said Jarlsberg. <laughs> Is this whole song about cheese? Is this song about a guy got some bad cheese and some kids bullied him and <laughs> it smelled he like cheese? Some bad, got a hold of some bad cheddar. <laughs> Jarlsberg. <laughs> Road for dressing. Yeah, this whole song about cheese and fromage related materials. I like that bass part too. Yeah. Yeah. Truly take him out of it. Truly take him out of it. And you could make another hit song. W removing him because the melody is so nice and it's produced nice and it's of its time. Yeah, I like, like those you backup take him vocals. Out of it, like we could write a full on hit song, <laughs> taking him out of it. It goes on, huh? It goes on and on. More, more. No of you singing, please. This because this part's lush. You're yeah. right. It's, yeah, yeah. The whole song is really nice, uh, with the exception of uh, the lead singer. The most important part. 
Yeah, it's not only his voice, but his l- lyrics. I'm assuming he wrote this song. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, maybe if he was singing like that and he had better lyrics instead of the kids with the white hair and the birthmarks and everything. Like, the... <sighs> He just he just doubling down on he just doubled down on the on the garbage on depression yeah it's just so depressing <laughs> it feels like bad news so it just goes like this for another thirty seconds right I don't know Aaron it's just nothing nothing happens Here, yeah no one's start, ending. I don't it would know. be funny if that guy started soloing from the other song into this here comes Chris Holmes yeah. <laughs> Chris Holmes with a Charvel star <laughs> solo number twelve. <laughs> Well, let's see if there's an ending. I, I'm curious. I don't know. George, it's your responsibility to determine if there's an <laughs> let's ending. Hear, let's hear it. Let's just hear it. <laughs> like, why do I have to figure this out? Because you're in the torture chamber. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know the answer. I know. Like, uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions on this episode that you could have found out about Crash Test Dummies, about the ending there's of the song. There's simply no way of knowing. <laughs> there's no way of knowing. I believe there's a place I could research it. As unknowable. <laughs> George had important uh, Sex Pistols uh, <laughs> movies to watch. I did. <laughs> uh. Singers dropped out, and it's just the music. Now. It just goes on and on, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah, that part's very pleasant. I like the fade out. <laughs> yeah. Like this was a this was a colossal misstep uh, as far as like. Okay, I get that the mm, and his voice affectation was was sort of like one of those novelty things that make, that it it's it's one of those things where like it bugs people at first and then they start to like it and then it becomes a hit, right? Yes. Could this song have been a hit if it was just like he sang it in a normal voice and it had normal lyrics? It's I think the melody is strong enough. I mean, to yeah. to have achieved hit status without all of this this foo-fa-ra. Well, you're, yeah, and you and you still keep. Mm-hmm-hmm-ing. All the all the way around. If you wanted yeah. to, it's easy to hum. just get rid of that weird Paul yeah. Robeson voice. In, <laughs> in, in my research, uh, they, it, it, you shoddy are right. Research. Shoddy to be sure, but <laughs> I know more about. You guys want to have a wasp again? <laughs> um, no, the uh, they yeah, did, you're, George you're, actually did research on wasp for, well, for that, this episode. That was life research. <laughs> Still got. I don't have a story where area. I get VD at the end of this story of this song. <laughs> um, there. Uh, you're right about that. Where they um, there was a boy who went to see wasp. His friend stole some drumsticks. Courtesy of Blackie Lawless, he was scared because there was fire. <laughs> Naked girl trained up. <laughs> Someone threw meat at me. <laughs> Hey, you want to talk about a crisis, a series of crises? I like, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Like, hey guys, you got your base, got your amp. Didn't even go by the butcher shop, <laughs> right? Um, no, but it, in this one, you're, you're right that it it started off like where the the uh, you know the reviews were good about the melody, et cetera, and then and then over time it came to be this hated song where now mm-hmm. it appears on a fair amount of worst song ever lists. Yeah, but it, back then it was not. It was liked and loved, and it was number four. Yeah, there's, you know, there was... But it slowly became like, this is awful. Maybe a lot like Linda Perry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, the, yeah. The, Same the thing. singing affectation. The music yeah. of this song is so much better than that fucking uh, mope of a song of yeah. Four Non Blondes, a song, a song structure-wise. And this was also a period of... Now, I'm only coming up with one, one other example, but I bet you if we, if we dug in, we would find more. Of Canadian quirk. 
when you had the, you had the <laughs> they're uh, Canadians. Who, the, those, who are those guys with the um the Yoko Ono song and the and the uh you know they had they had a big hit at least one big hit about the uh it's been burning since you left me. Bare naked ladies. Bare naked ladies. Bare naked right. ladies. You're right. Yeah, like bare naked ladies, crash test dummies. You know, and they all are. Right. Were the squirrel nut zippers from Canada? From Canada? Canada. <laughs> They're <laughs> southern. Were they? Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like yeah, this is yeah. southern Canada, or. <laughs> but they did. But but like bare naked ladies had a lot of fucking. They had other styles going on too. But like I, I understand your point. There. Yeah. It was like that's enough already. You guys are too. You be, stop being clever. Yeah. Go back up north, eh? <laughs> Just do the do the do the track. Um, but like the rest of the music is sounds is so good. Like the tragedy of that cut to me is that he's around. <laughs> that he showed up for the recording that day. Yeah, I they should have st- told him to go to the other studio. <laughs> I want to state for the record that I would rather listen to Blind in Texas all day. This song. No one's surprised <laughs> to I hear can, that. And I can, can ride me all you like. <laughs> no one's surprised. Well, I guess I, I have Spencer to. Spencer Proffer over here. <laughs> I guess I have to make the a decision here. The prof. <laughs> um, about this, yeah. and uh, I think it's it's pretty clear cut. Oh, okay. As annoying as this Brad guy is, Uh-oh. and ruining his own song, yeah. he really Brad. does. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's it's. I'm listening to that that backing track, and I'm going, "There's nothing wrong with this." And then he comes in with his bullshit. Yeah. And you're just like, man, you hate yourself, don't you? <laughs> you hate success, you know. You hate, you know, life, because this is just a dumb, a dumb decision. On, on he their turned part. him, he turned the band into an into a one hit wonder niche kind of thing. Yeah, because like there were more hits to be had if you didn't have to go. Oh, that fucking guy again? No, no thanks. Like there was more to be done based on the strength of the melody and of the pretty uh, production and the and the, and the musicianship. Or maybe almost, soundtrack work, you know, it's background music. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Without him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost thinking like, and we, we discussed this a little bit last week about uh, Wild Cherry and play that funky music, White Boy. Like, yeah. they laughed in the studio when he did that voice and did that. <laughs> and they rode that joke all the way to uh, the end of their career. Because right. it was like, they could have just, you guys, let's think, let's sleep on this, you know. Let's go home, kind of think this through. Yeah, yeah, yeah next day they would have gone. Yeah, let's 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 clean that up. Let's do it regularly. Yeah, right. Yeah, do, do it, it in the fucking outro. It goes on for fucking long enough. Yeah. Do it then. <laughs> right. Jesus. So so I gotta be the first. I gotta be the first person to get here on all of this. Come on, CTD. <laughs> the, on the, on the other hand, there's not one thing I can say that 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 wasp song does for me <laughs> at all. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't rock. It doesn't. It, it uh, the the playing is completely uh, uh, tepid to me as far as like, you know. Guitar solos, like I, I, I can't. I took away nothing from that song. It was just, it was just, it's vapor. It's well, gone. Well, he sees blind. Yeah, because in- <laughs> he. And they fucking did a fake ZZ Top. And you guys, you know, I, I understand. Like, it's real easy to 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 press my buttons with these songs, but like, there, there. As Aaron said, I think last week or the week before about, um, you know, if it wasn't warrant. Yeah, it's not that easy. Like, not be only warrant would have beat Yoko. Yeah, it wouldn't have been easy enough. <laughs> right. Like this wouldn't have beaten Yoko, probably. Like it had to specifically beat. It's just the luck of the of the. I still drizzle. think I was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Again, a crash test is like we all agree that that that's a, it's a nice backing track. 
Yeah, there's a right. worthwhile song right. in there. Yeah, but, but then there's shit all over it. <laughs> I don't. I, I agreed. Yeah, like you're not. Hey, gonna, this is a clean cloth, and now there's shit on it. You're not going to drink the pu- punch if there's a rabbit turd in it. It doesn't matter. If it's this really is small. A, this is a giant human turd. <laughs> it's not a little rabbit turd. It's a human turd in the punch bowl. But uh, no, I just think this. These guys who try to be like, as we said with the Van Halen discussion. All these guys wanted to be Van Halen to the point where these fuckheads in the middle of the song go, "Hey, dude, let's party!" Like that's how that's how desperate and and uh, and and off the mark these guys are is trying to be yeah. like Van Halen, trying to create this party atmosphere on this really dumb song. So I guess Aaron gets to stand proudly and say. Aaron's right that, that that's a that that's a, that's a mini sorbet there. Yeah, dude, after the depression the of that goat, yeah. of that fucking goat guy, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, oh my god, you could somebody could do something in a higher register. I love oh it. Oh my gosh, this is the, great. The thing, the thing is that you are right about George about uh, Crash's dummies. Is I'm I'm bummed out, but now you're right. Like, yeah, it's just I was just sort of mad and annoyed with with uh, wasp, with, yeah. with wasp, yeah, but yeah. like that that really just yeah brings I, you I down for real. Co- collapse. Yeah, you kind of go down. Yeah, yeah this is terrible. <laughs> So, uh, success there. For- All right, so save us, Damon. What do you have for us? <laughs> well, let's see what, uh, what Majel has to say, because she's always, she's always a nice... Let's just nice- good things are coming. Yes. Sorbet. Decrease the yeast. <laughs> Diane Weist. <laughs> well, the D- Diane Weist gets a shout-out on this pod, yeah. you know? Talented. She's, yeah. I'm Diane Weist for Massingill. <laughs> Hollywood's mother. Are you? <laughs> is that the right feminine product? Massingill for a douche, yeah. Yes, a douche, yes. Is that for decreasing douche. yeast? I, hmm. I think so. That's, no just, that's just grape juice or something. Or no, cranberry, cranberry juice. Cranberry, cranberry, cranberry yeah, juice okay. would be yeast infection, yes. I'm Diane Weist <laughs> for ocean spray. <laughs> you may know me from winning Academy Awards. <laughs> but but look, today, it's been slow lately. <laughs> I'm winning an award for hygiene. <laughs> for being 21 days yeast free. <laughs> Let's get some sorbet going out. Yeah. The good news, guys, is like this is a two minute song. It's a two minute song. Right. I've got I got plenty to say about it, but uh, we're going to go back to 1958. What? Yes. All the way back. We weren't even born. <laughs> and. uh here we go. We'll just start it off, and yeah. then I'm going to tell you my thoughts about it. Love it. That is... Uh, a band called The Videos. Really? Yeah, Videos? from 1958. Yes. Uh, I had this exact discussion with Zadra. She's like, there's a band called The Videos in 1958? Did they have a time machine? <laughs> and then I had to look this up. Um, the word video came into use in the 1930s, when they were the early d- development of television. Mm. And uh, it was compared to audio, videre is the latin word for to see correct yes and uh so and then because they were 
using the same technology of capturing something on a disc, yeah. like with records, which mm-hmm. they did have back then. They mm-hmm. called it video, so it would be like audio. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, then it just kind of took off from there, the word video. So yeah, this, the word video is already more than like 20 years old at this point. So when these guys called themselves the videos, that was, it wasn't a new word and And they weren't the first, they didn't invent it. (laughs) And the killing of the radio star was much later. That was 1979 or something. (laughs) And by the way, I want to send you these lyrics because um, you can't hear them. First of all. Yeah. I thought this went doobie doobie doobie. (laughs) So just sent your way. Yep. And this song is called Trickle Trickle. And you just heard the chorus. They started off with the chorus. As you did back then. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what what I love about this is because it sort of reminds me of what we were just talking about with George. When he would go out. You guys know that I a lot of times I'll bring a song to the sorbet, which is um, capturing a, a moment, a, a human yes. emotional moment. Yes. Or, or you're, you climb in some, inside someone's brain and what they're thinking about in that moment. Yeah. And this is so great because even though it, was, it happened in 58. We all felt this when we were high school kids. This guy, and and you, going back to what I was saying about George, when you went out clubbing on the Sunset Strip, your fucking pants were perfect. Yeah. Your hair was perfect. Everything, you, you set everything up because you're hoping you're going to meet a chick. Right. And if anything fucks up, like if your buddy hits you on the side of the head and fucks up your hair, it's 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 fucking yeah. done. Or someone throws meat at you. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Put you in a, on a torture rack. Right. Yeah, you know. But um, so this this is a this great cute little story about this this guy. He's asking his his buddy, "Hey man, it's raining outside. I got look at my clothes. I'm all fucking geared up. I'm going to meet this girl at a party. I and it's raining. The trickle trickle and the yeah. slop slop is the rain yeah. coming down." I'm I, I'm dialed in, man. I got it. I, maybe he, you know, the, he can't wait for a cab because he's saying it. Like if I don't get over to that party, she's gonna take off with another fella. Yeah, with another. Who's fella. Not caught in the rain. <laughs> so here we get into the first verse, and I'll tell you more about the videos in a little bit. All right. Um, but here's the first verse. Ronnie, dig my clothes, yeah, boy. One button low. Wait, you know I'm Okay, so that's we're yeah. halfway through the, the chorus there. And again, this is a short song. It's already halfway over. So um, a little bit about the videos. Um, funny side story, by the way. There's a lot of confusion online about the name of this band, probably because everyone else is like, there can't be a doo-wop band from the 50s called The Videos. There was a band from the early 60s who were also a doo-wop band called The Videls. V-I-D-E-L-S. That sounds more familiar. Missing one letter. And Damn. so a lot of people just thought that the Vidells was the band that did this. Hmm. And I've, and I've owned this song for years, at least, you know, probably at least 10 years or so. And I, and my version that I bought online was, was credited to the Vidells. Yeah. Uh, this story is leading somewhere, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and so there's a lot of confusion online about, was this, was this the Vidells? Then you would see the videos and you're, and you're having that thought we just had, it was just a band called the videos. And so I started looking into the Vidells. Because and I, you guys, I spent like about two hours putting this whole package together about the Vidells, and there's a great little thing that you're going to appreciate about the Vidells. Okay. And I'm like, these are Guidos from Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, yeah, there's the Vidells. This is the, these aren't white guys singing the song. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? What I was gonna yeah, ask yeah, that, right. Yeah, the Vidells were were white guys. 
And I'm like, there's no way this is the Vidal. This ha- this ha- so then I, I had to scrap all of my Vidal's material and, and figure out who the fuck these videos guys were. And it turns out these are the videos. Now, l- let me finish the Vi- Vidal's thought. I'm yes. going to go back to the videos. Yeah. One of the singers in the Vidal's was a guy who, once the, his kind of doo-wop career was over, he became a songwriter for like Phil Spector. Oh. And then he, uh, into the 70s, he started working with Ringo Starr. He started working with Melissa Manchester and Leo Sayer. He was producing. He was writing. And then he worked on a solo album by a guy from a prominent band. And that guy, that musician, recommended him for the band's next album. And Peter Chris told the band, hey, you got to work with this guy, Vinnie Poncia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And right, he, yeah. Vinnie Poncia. And I'm like, I'm like yes, yeah, I got this yeah, great yeah, anecdote yeah. for George right, about the yeah. guy who sang the song. Yeah. And it turns out... He wasn't in the, he was in the Vidal. He's not, he's not even in this fucking story. But I had to tell that all the research I did about Vinnie Poncia. I, I spent hours going, oh, this is so juicy. And, oh, yeah. and it's not the same band. So right. anyway. Produced, yeah. <laughs> Peter's record, Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I wrote I Was Made for Loving You yeah. with uh, Paul Stanley. No, Desmond Child wrote that. With Vinnie Poncia. With Vinnie, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's the producer, yeah. Yeah. So, and Vinny sang on that one too, by the way. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's a, the, throw that story out the window. I still got to tell it, but it's, it has nothing to do with the song. So, so who the videos? The videos. From the, <laughs> from the yeah, but still files. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so back to the videos. These guys, these were five kids, 17 years old, and they won a contest and some local DJ saw them and said, hey, you guys, co- I work with this label. You come record the song and they... The bass player, Clarence Bassett, I'm sorry, not the bass player, the bass singer, Clarence Bassett, mm. wrote this song, Trickle Trickle, and uh, Clarence became uh, more famous when he was in a band called Shep and the Limelights, mm. and you would know that song, Daddy's Home. Remember that one? Yeah. Daddy's Home, Daddy's Andy Home. Andy Castro's uh, first dance at his wedding, by the way. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Rat-a-tat. He got married to- the background's yeah. going rat a tat. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> he 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 joined that band eventually, but uh, yeah, the guy, the the poor kids from uh, from the from the videos though, they two of them like they they recorded two songs, mm-hmm. the, trickle trickle, and then a ballad, and they were about to go and record their their uh, third song, and one of them died from leukemia, and then another wow. one I can't I never figured out how the other one died, but like two of them died within like this right after recording the the second song, and so. That's when uh, Clarence went and uh, formed the, uh, the the Shep and the and the. Wait, hold on a second. So they they write a song about the rain and two of the dudes died of pneumonia, <laughs> leukemia, leukemia. <laughs> oh, okay, and, leukemia. And, and Jeez. Yeah. Was Ronnie in the band? Because he's talking to Ronnie in the. Was mm, another guy named Ronnie? There was a guy named Ronnie. He's I talking think. to Ronnie in the yeah in the, the lyrics. lyrics. The lead singer Ronald. Cussy. Yeah, he's so, calling, talking to Ronnie. Ronnie the, hey, Ronnie, when is it going to stop raining? Yeah, right. Yeah, so maybe Clarence, who wrote the song. Yeah. It's weird that Ronnie's saying his own name as the lead singer, but yeah. but anyway, it's it's nice that that sure. Clarence kind of used his name as the as the guy he's talking to. What's he mean when he says "lend me your show"? I think that's the name for his like showy car, like a you know what I mean, like your car. Because right. he talks about the car earlier, right? And then he talks about Cadillac. Yeah, the Cadillac, right? Um, is it just me, or does, does all the lyrics feel like they were stolen from someone black? <laughs> 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 it feels like one of those songs where they, you know. <laughs> Well, they are, well, they they are, are black. black. Oh, they are black. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. That's and why I said earlier. I was like, did someone get ripped off? Because I feel bad if they got ripped off. No, I, 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 did, I may not have explained it well enough, but it's like when I hear this song, yeah. and I thought it was these white guys from Rhode Island, right. I'm yeah. like, this is not 
connecting. These aren't these aren't no. white singers. There's yeah, no right. fucking way I, these guys. Those are lyrics aren't white lyrics. Soulful <laughs> singers here. I'm surprised Led Zeppelin didn't steal these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they just settled the lawsuit <laughs> in 2015. Um, so anyway, that's a little bit more about uh, about the, the videos. Nice. And uh, listen, when you're listening to this, I feel like as they recorded a lot of songs back then, this is the five guys in the room around the same microphone oh, and sure. the band. Oh. I can, I, I'm definitely hearing the drums, obviously, and the stand up bass. And there's a guitar doing the rhythm, and then it plays a little lick at the end that you'll hear. There might be a pan- piano underneath, but I don't even think that's there. So it's like this super, super light, simple arrangement. And these five guys are just fucking yeah. carrying it. I'm hearing yeah. the bass singer, the falsetto singer, and then three guys doing a harmony on the, on the trickle, trickle. Yeah, yeah. And th- like, to me, this song should be on the, on the, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore of doo-wop songs. And I'm not saying that facetiously. I think this is one of the best fucking doo-wop songs I've ever heard in my life. And these 17 year old kids are just nailing it. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. I discovered a few of those songs that I had no idea about because of watching Sha Na Na. And then, like, retroactively going back and finding them because they, at a, at a certain point, because they weren't coming up with original songs, on the, especially on when they were doing the TV show, they would get songs like this. I would be surprised if they didn't do this song. I would, yeah. Because they would often do medleys. Sure. Where oh, they'd yeah. be like nine songs. And, like, you run out of shit fucking quick. Right. As a duo so, group. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's a fun, this would be perfect. If they didn't get it, it's a real uh, missed opportunity. Would have been great. I, you know, when I was looking around for versions of it, um, I never saw a, sh- a sh- I'm assuming you would find it on YouTube oh, instantly yeah. if you looked yeah. for it. So I, I never saw. I'm not saying they never did it. I'm saying I never. I didn't see one, Aaron, on on uh, right. YouTube. So all right, let's. Care, we're going to get through the chorus and the, and the second verse here. Again, this song's almost over. <laughs> all right. Are you saying it was shot not not available? She's fine, yeah, boy, and I love her so. Well, if I don't make this party, man, she's sure to blow. Gotta go, gotta go to party, yeah, please lend me your show. Well, if I can't take it, you know, can't make it. I won't see my baby no more. All right, so almost done. Uh, the only other major appearance of this song over the in the subsequent years was the Manhattan Transfer covered it. Yeah. And I didn't I never had any feelings either way about the Manhattan Transfer other than I remember they did Ooh ah Tells about the boyfriend. And then and then I found their version, which I a lot more people know than this version, obviously. And their recorded version is okay. It sounds like the Manhattan Transfer and it's perfectly fine. There's a great version of them doing it live. I'm gonna say around 79, 80, 81, somewhere around there. And they're fucking tearing it up. It's like manic tempo. It's yeah. like really almost like a punky tempo. Yeah. And they're swinging it and uh, sexing it up too. The girls and, and the guys are really just, they're adding this kind of cheeky sexuality to the song. Wow. And it's really good. I recommend yeah. anyone who wants to go uh, find that live video because it's really good. They, they nailed it. They're, they're, they, I have a lot more respect for them now that I watched that, them performing this song. Shout out to the transfer. Yep. Uh, all right. Here we go. Last chorus. Tell me 
and nailing like that five part harmony. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, it's like it's like a a, a, a horn section or something. It is. I almost thought it was. Yeah. Um, is it a rule that you have to land, end every doo wop song like that? <laughs> every <laughs> everyone has to end like there's that. A, there's right? a like That's state the funny thing too is that like there's because there is a paradigm and there's like three versions of the songs. There's the slow version. There's the mid tempo and there's the more up tempo. When they stand out, it's impressive considering there's like, it's yeah. not going to go outside of one or three ways, a, 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 a doo-wop song. So when they stand out, it's like, Jesus Christ. It's a, it's amazing, really. Yeah, that's, it. yeah, like the doo-wop itself, as you said earlier about, you know, Sean and I, like we, we, even when we were kids, it was before our era, but you still just knew a lot of doo-wop songs, right? Yeah. And uh, so I felt like I kind of heard them all. Some of them I liked. Most of them you just went, oh, yeah, it kind of sounds like all the other ones. And then this this song came into my life mm-hmm. and changed everything because I'm like, this is one of the best fucking songs I've ever heard. And the lyrics are, again, a little more insightful than your average doo-wop song, right? right. It's not like down on my knees begging you please lyrics. It's right, like yeah. this guy, he's, he's it's fucking a good dressed, story. It's timeless. He, yeah, he's dressed yeah, right, to the yeah, nines yeah. and yeah. he's like, man, you got to lend me your car. Remember like when you you had plans to go out for, for a night and then your buddy's car broke down or something and you guys were all... Or his mom wouldn't let him go. Right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like that frustration you felt as a kid like, oh Fucking dressed up. Especially because he's got a girl at the party. She's waiting for him. And right. if he doesn't get there, he's looking at his watch going, she's going to leave. As you said, probably with another guy. And he can't walk because <laughs> yeah. he'll get wet. Because he's going to get wet. his hair so, up. I love that. made everywhere. Fucking love that story. <laughs> I think it's great. It is. And so there you go. I hope I now feel better after the that uh, that depressing uh, Crestus Dummies and that aggravating uh, Wasp song. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't give a rip about fucking doo wop, and that made me feel better. Good. It <laughs> <laughs> made me feel better. How do you not feel better after that song? Yeah, You're, you know. So there you go, boys. Thank you. Uh, I love it. The videos. Yes, the videos. If you go look for the song, don't fall into the Videl's trap as yeah, I did. I, I like that. I like that you did. You did double the research I should have done. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it all evened out though. <laughs> Do you have a wasp story that will apply to that song? I only have the one, so <laughs> okay. I. That's it. All right. So anyway, that is uh, the conclusion. Of episode 17, You Know What I Mean, or as my uh, former <laughs> singer of my band said, when we, I don't know, asked him to sing the real lyrics of the car song, and she won't give up because she's 17, 17 but right. he said, because she's 23. That doesn't run. Fired. Yeah. With, yeah, you're fired. This is, let's so, go. This is, so let's go. You can't. Guys, because we need to be, uh, you know, we need to not be problematic, as they say, on this uh, on this uh, show. Mm. Thank you for listening to episode 23 <laughs> of Aaron Loathing. So we're going to uh, sign off episode 17. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all on episode 18. When we're legal. And the Gitmo <laughs> Bros number one rockers forever will uh, be voting age next time. <laughs> and uh, signing off. Bye bye, everybody. Ear and Loathing. I'm the same thing, but with cocks. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye. Goodbye.